Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to a special episode of the HGO Podcast. I am one of your hosts today, Ethan, and joining me, as always, are my good friends, Kyle. Hello. And Hunter. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just so well. It's a big day, everybody. It's a big day. It is the annual... Is this the fourth annual? We have uh, we didn't, well, third, um, we third didn't do this for we the We didn't do it the first year, did we? So it's technically the first annual, the third annual HGAs. I'll get the number right eventually, Hunter. You can't <laughs> stop me. Third annual it's HGAs. Ethan Math Strikes Again. Ethan Math Strikes Again. Uh, yeah, the third annual HGAs. That means that this is actually... Uh, this is an actual. This is an actual thing now. We actually do this. It's not, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. one Much fair like enough, the podcast. two good, good attempt, Much like three. The podcast. We're here. Um, three, and now it's a pattern. Also, happy <laughs> new year, everybody. Well, hey, that, 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 this is also the only HJs that's actually going up in the in the new year so far. That's fun. Which means we can officially say that this is the definitive game of the year awards because we actually waited for the year to end before we posted it. I think that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> you see, Jeff, turns out games do come out in December. None of them are on this list, but you know, they came out in December, so we gotta wait. We gotta wait. Yeah. Um, that's what you think. Oh. <laughs> spicy. Can't or wait. Can't... Or whatever it was called. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Cal's immense and incredible thoughts on Avatar, a Ubisoft open world game, his favorite fucking genre. You nailed um, it. Those are all of my favorite things, Ethan. All your favorite things. You love Avatar. Ubisoft, open world, Ubisoft. and Avatar. It's all there, man. It's the trifecta. But yeah, we are here to talk about all the video games we have loved in the past 12 months. I can promise you one thing. If I can't promise you anything else, I can't promise you quality. I can't promise that you'll agree with us, but I can promise but we'll probably spend more than 20 seconds talking about the winner. I can promise you that much, guys. It's going to be great. We will at least give you 25 seconds, maybe 30. We'll see how it's going. There's a lot to go through, because if you're new here, we have a bunch of categories, and not only that, um, we do have, an, for the first time ever, we will have an overall game of the year, but we also have our individual picks, because we're all individual people. If you ask me and Kyle, who have very different tastes in video games, to sit in a room and agree what the best RPG was of this year, I don't think we'd leave the room. I think we'd be stuck there for a very long time. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. You'll get plenty of opinions from all of us. Uh, and hey, if you've been here before, you probably know what we like and have similar tastes to at least one of us. So I'm sure some of you will be pretty happy with what happens. Uh, but yeah, it'll be a fun one. I always like doing this episode. Uh, around this time because it always reminds me last last week we did a recap and i'm like oh yeah all this shit came out and then this year like this always really when i'm trying to do these lists it really solidifies where i'm like okay this was a really solid year and we've been saying that for a while we're going back through all this stuff i'm like oh man yeah this came out and this came out forgot about you wish i'd forgot about that you know there's so much stuff to talk about it's going to be a fun one um but yeah, if you're new here, welcome to the HGO Podcast. We're here every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. UK time on podcast services everywhere. Just search for HGO Podcast or Hot Gamers Only. And then you can go to youtube.com forward slash Hot Gamers Only where you can look at our stupid faces every week in video form if that is your uh, preference. Uh, which, you know, I'd say look at all the fancy stuff we have prepared. We don't. It's more of a podcast. It's New Year's. <laughs> Calm down. You're probably hungover. Like, chill. Calm down. We're fine. We'll, we're fine. Um, <laughs> We have plenty of categories to go through. We've got some serious. We've got some fun, as we always do uh, this time of year. Because what's what's the point of doing a little award show without having a little bit of a laugh in between? So we've got too many categories to count. 
If you want to know specific impressions on certain categories, there's timestamps below or in the podcast description if you're on audio podcasts. Because these episodes tend to run a while and some people might go, you know what? I don't want to know what the best hair is in video games this year. And if you don't, <laughs> screw you, because that's probably Those the best part of this podcast. This will yeah. be the best part. It's the the, annually the best award. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny because I think that we always we often sit here and, you know, I feel like best hair is usually the most contentious, where I'm like, you know, I don't <laughs> see it. I really am like, read that. Can Real we keep talk, JRPGs get away with winning this category? I don't know if we can. This is like, like come on. Um, Real talk, I think that's the category I put the most t- like brain thought into. There were certainly categories of like... decisions. Yeah, it's, that, that was the category <laughs> where I was like, you know, there's somewhere you're just like, oh, you know, I can't think of a safe one of these. So I'm like, oh, what's a game that Hunter really liked or I think deserves a rec- like a recommendation if I just dabbled with it a little bit but didn't really finish it? Whereas Best Hair, I'm literally sitting there like killing children. Like, I'm like, you know... Middle children, they can get out of here, you know. It's just the important ones, you know. Like I'm just June, July. I'm sorry, you just were the wrong time for video games. Like, you know, there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty of stuff. Timestamps down below. But we like to start it off with uh, another one of my favorite categories. We do this one every year. It is called the This Came Out This Year Award, which uh, is nom- these nominees are for the games that we forgot even came out this year and continue to forget to this very day because i wrote these yesterday and i've already forgotten <laughs> what they were that's the, that's the power of these games they could have been great they could be bad some of them might have just slipped under the radar because another massive game came out at the same time who knows we're going to discuss them uh right now uh are we are we doing these in order? Which order are we going with? Are we going to spice it up? Where do we want to start? One of you pick. Who's going first? Kyle can go first. Oh, oh go on, Kyle. Go on, Kyle. <laughs> what are your right. nominations for the This Came Out This Year Award? All right. So I've got Hogwarts Legacy, mm-hmm. Advance Wars, uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe Edition, or That's whatever the hell one. that I was called. That one. <laughs> uh, Wild Hearts and Humanity. Wild Hearts is a good one. I Wild Hearts is definitely a good one. That. I'm definitely sitting there. I feel like Hogwarts is going to be a controversial pick because every. I feel like it's. I feel like instead of being forgot, I think it's just the game that no one talks about. <laughs> it's like I think it's yeah. like see like that was kind of my toss up with that. I don't know if it was forgotten because like people got grumpy about it in February when it was coming out. On, you know, understandably oh, and so. People got, and, then, and people got grumpy and then I just in never April heard about when the PS4 again. version came out. And people got grumpy in November when the Switch... Like, it's been a it's been an ongoing saga, that one has. Can't wait for the sequel, because it sold six bajillion copies. So that'll be fun. But I feel like the grumpiness got a lot quieter as the year went on. I think it's because they realized... And people just people, kind of moved on. I think you were either in the band... You, you, were either, you were either going to buy it or you weren't going to buy it, regardless. And I feel like... Twitter is always like that, where it gets very loud. It gets very passionate. Yeah. You have the polar opposites, and no one in the middle of the spectrum really gets involved. Where it's like, you know, none of us played it for reasons of uh, either, you know, supporting the trans community or just don't want to play don't an like open Harry world Potter. because Harry game. Potter's boring um, and the game looked mediocre. And trust yeah. me, you can do both and also not have to be too passionate about it. Like, I was like, you know, yeah. I don't care enough about Hogwarts Legacy, so I'm also happy to throw that bone to, like, my trans friends and stuff. I'm like, yeah, why not? I will not play it, but I'm not going to act here as a hero. I wasn't going to fucking play it anyway. 
Um, but no, those are, some, those are some good picks. Before we discuss winners, as always, we'll go through everyone's nominations. Hunter, do you want to go next? Yeah, I can do that. Um, you want a countdown or you just want me to... Uh, you Three, go, two, you one. you go for whatever you want, but speak slightly louder because you're being a bit quiet. Three, two, one. Boom. Oh, brilliant! Clap. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, atomic <laughs> I forgot that came out. Okay, go for it, Hunter. What did you have? I had Tachia uh, being nominated at the Game Awards. Doesn't count. I forgot about it before that. Atomic Heart, Forspoken, Advanced Wars, Humanity. Some good picks again, you know. Uh, Decent overlap. Atomic Heart, that's a, that's a good shout. Forspoken, again, uh, is an interesting pick. Uh, it did. It's one of those. January. It's one of those effects where it happened so long ago that it kind of slipped the memory of being in this year. What I'll say here is, we always have a winner for these categories, and I think one of them just wins outright here because there there manages to be a game that we have all put on the list. So I think that is. <laughs> The true winner. Uh, my nominations for this, my five nominations for this wonderful category were Fire Emblem Engage, because my <laughs> gosh, I did forget that came out until we bitched about it last week. Uh, Forspoken, Cheer, Advanced Wars, and you guys, how could you dare forget everybody's <laughs> one-two switch? The oh most God. forgettable game to come out this year. Uh, and I guess with all those out of the way, there is one game that we all put, which I guess means it has to win. Um, I don't know. I guess, on one hand, that means that we all remembered it at the last hour there. He's, you know what? He's got a See, point, so we have to we have to go... Here's the thing, Hunter. I thought Advance Wars came out last year. Uh, I no, forgot I got, it happened it got this delayed. year. I know, I know it kept getting delayed, but like my brain just thought it was last year. See, I think the most forgettable game among our collective here was one two switch i also agree because i was like <laughs> you know when you're scouring through the list i was like did it come out and it's like the only reason i remember it is not because the game came out it's because of that imran khan yeah. article all a year ago yeah. that was like it's the worst thing we've ever made and then it came out and it was the worst thing they'd made in a long, <laughs> they had the long audacity time. to charge like how did they charge full price for it it wasn't but or it was 30. still like 40 dollars or 30 dollars oh too much money for what it was yeah um it's the only nintendo game i've seen in recent memory that's gone on sale for a lot of like a massive discount. Like substantially too, I've seen right? It for like, you can get it for a ten dollars place in places <laughs> where it's like that doesn't happen to Nintendo games. Um, no. No. <laughs> it either <laughs> it either survives its entire console cycle and then they just becomes retro and still the second hand market will gouge you. <laughs> and I mean I think I look at a lot of these games, right, and it's like other than Wild Hearts, which I haven't heard too much about, I feel like every other game here, except for everybody's one two switch, maybe forgettable, but also has its fans, has people that actually did enjoy yeah. those games. Whereas everybody one two switch is forgettable, despised, and I think everybody would be better off if it didn't exist. I I feel like no one's life improved because of one two switch. Um, look, yeah. well, I'd say a lot of lives were ruined by it, but let's be real, about five people bought it, so five no one people's lives it, so. were ruined by everybody's one to switch <laughs> and they were all probably streamers that were streaming it for a, beat, for a fucking bit anyway for, so who cares, you know, buck, they'll live yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, are we all in agreement? I'm pretty happy with that one, to be honest Yeah, I um, would say yeah. 
So there you go. Congratulations, Nintendo, for your first award of the night. Uh, the This Came Out This Year award goes to everybody's 1-2 Switch. Um, <laughs> wow. What can I say? Um, you deserve it, Nintendo. You really deserve it. People always like... It makes me laugh because people are like, oh, Nintendo, they're my like publisher of the year or whatever and i'm like bitch you released that now again again go think about what you've done (laughs) (laughs) you can release one of the best games of all time this year you also released one of the worst sit down i think um but at least they didn't release Gollum. oh true but how could you forget Gollum? you know it's such a memorable experience for everybody (laughs) that played it or watched it um moving on it's time for a serious category it's for the hottest rpg unlike jeff we give it its own segment and we also put it early in the show because it's quite important. So this will be interesting because we did not discuss, we have not had the Jeff Keighley discussion of discussions on what classes is an RPG, what classes is an action adventure. I feel like we might have different games here. So this will be fun, <laughs> won't it? Didn't think to, no, didn't think to have the Zelda conversation or the Final Fantasy conversation. Oh, well. Let's find out. And we're back. We we had to we had to sort some stuff out on the back end because Discord is being a mess. Let's hope that it carries on working for now. Uh, it hates us and it yeah. hates you. I don't know. I don't know. You. It hates it hates all of us. It hates our wonderful wonderful ceremony. I'm sorry. I'm. This is an outrage. This is Jeff. Jeff is DDoS. Yeah, this right is now. Big Keeley <laughs> trying to keep us down. Alleged human Jeff Keeley is trying to pull us down from the mainframe. Jeff, come on. How dare I you look. respect the developers? Jeff, I wore I wore the proper attire. Look, I wore the shitty JPEG T-shirt and a blazer. Like, let me in. I'm fine. Come on. Anyway, we don't know. It's it's hot as RPG time. We didn't discuss beforehand. I don't know what's getting cut and what isn't, so I'll just say it for the fifth time and hopefully it stays in. Uh, we haven't discussed beforehand what we class as an RPG and what we class as an action-adventure game, so I'm sure that oh, one of us will have Zelda somewhere and where it shouldn't be and we'll have to have that fight and another person will have Final Fantasy 16 in a place where it shouldn't be and we'll have to have that one too. It'll be fine. We'll roll with it. Um... I guess I'll go first because I'm sure the judgment will be here. Will will come for me first, so let's uh, go for it. Uh, my nominations for hottest RPG. I kind of went by. I I went if in doubt. Jeff knows best. We'll go by the Jeff logic. That was my thinking. Big brain. Okay. I guess hottest RPG. My nominations are Final Fantasy 16, Starfield, Lies of P. Octopath Traveler 2, and I put in a sneaky cheeky reference because fuck it. If Jeff Keighley can put Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty in his game awards, then Ethan's put in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed in his game awards because it's a fantastic I RPG know. that deserved to be at least shown, showing up somewhere. So there you go. That's, those are my five nominations. Um, I don't think there's any surprises. If you've heard me talk about games this year, I don't think those should surprise anybody. Uh, at this point uh other than if you think zelda is an rpg which we can discuss i don't think it is um anyway i mean i disagree with ff16 b i do too but 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 there are so many action there are so many action games this year and adventure games that i was like i can justify putting ff16 more as an rpg than i can others so that was my line of thinking I, i don't agree with it but i'll allow it hunter alrighty <clears throat> I've got Final Fantasy 16, Octopath Traveler 2, Hurrah. Sea of Stars, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3, and uh, Mario RPG, because I'm sure if I had played that, I would like it. Fair enough. 
That's a good one. I was gonna go by the I was going by the logic with my Octopath Traveler. I needed I didn't have I didn't played enough RPGs that I liked this year to put a, f- a fifth entry. So I was like, it was between Octopath <laughs> and Mario RPG because uh, I intend to play them, and I've owned um, Octopath forever. So I'll give it that. Right, let's move on. Kyle, what are your picks? I don't know where we're leaving. All off. right, Discord is ruining everything for everybody. Go on. What are your picks, Kyle? All right. So over here on mine, I've got Baldur's Gate 3, Octopath 2, Super Mario RPG Remake, Sea of Stars, and I also dropped Future Connected into my list. Or Future, Future Redeemed, Redeemed. Don't, you dare, don't you dare say that fucking sinful name in this in this hollowed ground of the HGA. Dude, it's not my fault their names are similar. Yeah, and hear me out. I think it's stupid. I thought it was stupid. They were, I think they were trying to be cute, and Ethan's answer was, no, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Um, it's very interesting here because we all have a couple on here I think here's the thing right we all have different opinions on this one and I think it'd be very easy I don't know if it'd be easy for you two to come to a conclusion by yourselves do you think you two could agree on a best, on your favourite RPG do you think did you both like Baldur's Gate 3 enough I guess we could ask that question or did you two like Octopath True two more than that? Than I don't know. What? Tell me what you guys are thinking. Hmm. I mean, I really liked Octo two. Yeah, we but know I you think liked Baldur's Octo Gate two. three is the better game. Yeah, as far as that's concerned, I uh, um, let me check the category <laughs> of the three here that I've already <laughs> are. The three I nominated that I've also played with Octopath there, I like all three of those more. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, so I think the only logical thing to do here is, is this going to Baldur's Gate 3? Are we giving that the official HGA award here? Does anyone have I'm any arguments against it? Sounds good to me. Okay, cool. So congratulations, Baldur's Gate 3, for winning Hottest RPG. It only took, like, six disconnects, but there you go. Enjoy your HGA. <laughs> It'll be in the post. Um, but I do want to talk a bit about this, because it is interesting, because it's like... Kyle, you've already mentioned. What's your favourite? What's your... Like, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, the best RPG you've played. There's the be- technically the best RPG you've played this year. What's your favourite, Kyle? Why do you like Octopath 2 so much? Oh shit! I wasn't ready for this question. What, you weren't ready for the hard-hitting <laughs> questions, dude. Yeah, yeah. The hard only got twenty-five seconds. Of why I like video games? Why I like game? Yeah. So what I liked about Octopath Two is that it did a really good job of following up Octopath One in the sense that it took what worked about the first game and it kept all that, and then it also fixed a lot of the issues that people had problems with, mainly um, people, a lot of the common complaints were that there wasn't a lot of real party interactions with each other, and it just felt like they were all together. Mm-hmm. So what this game did instead was it added in something cool called, um, I think they were called like cross stories, where two basically two of your party members would pair up and they would have their own little side story to, to mm-hmm. tackle with each other. And it was that little bit of interaction that really... It really just helped propel the game up for me. See, those things felt like a bit of a half step to me. Really? <laughs> like, they were cool. But also, the game set itself up. Like, there were a bunch of characters' storylines that I feel like set themselves up to be where it'd be like, why, why, 
the separation between everyone's stories is became weird with how they were setting it up. Like, for example, Particio needed a dude with loads of money or whatever to help him mm-hmm. out. Uh, Hikari's rich. He's a, <laughs> from a royal family. It, yeah. it, that would be a, like a natural converging point for the two of them. It would have yeah. made a lot more sense. Or like at the end of Hikari's story, when he's like fighting off his inner demon or whatever, I feel like uh, it would have been more powerful if instead of just Hikari's stories characters, it would have been the party members that you know hypothetically you'd be interacting with more and stuff. You see, the thing yeah. I always think like, is I, interesting. I get that it's like the selling point of the two games here that it's eight main characters and eight stories, but it's also hard to juggle. it's always hard to juggle. Yeah. I feel like if you, you, you could have done everything. it. I feel like but you could have just square exclusive. I think what I was gonna say was that it's like I think a lot of people always talk about design philosophies when it comes to Western RPGs versus JRPGs and all that jazz. And what I always tend to draw the line on is I don't care about gameplay systems or anything like that. A lot of the time to me is the things that shine in JRPGs tend to be the golden path, the main story, the the thing that drives you through, the character developments that happen as you draw you through. And the side stuff always seems lacking. I love Persona, I love Confidence, but every time I'm screaming, where's the more? Why is it you build up to level 10, your best buds, fuck off, get in the dungeon, like, never see you again, you know? Like, that's kind of stupid. Whereas Western RPGs always have fucking awful main campaigns, or at least they have their roller coaster moments, their ups, their downs, their lulls, their kind of <laughs> the never ending lull sometimes if you're talking about a Bethesda RPG. But they nail the side content and the development and stuff like that where I'm like, I fuck off the main quest and make Western RPGs so often because I'm like, I just want to go and hang out with this person. And Todd Howard's sitting there in his fucking weird little bunker going, I know that you freaks are going to go fuck off and spend time with this fucker for 20 hours. Let's go and make so much <laughs> random shit for it. And that's why I think it's like, when you hear, when I hear that they're spending more time developing characters on these side stories, these connected things, I can see why Hunter is like it's a halfway house because that's what JRPGs do. Is they never, they offer you all these things, they never fully commit to the bit. Maybe in a three, they'll fully commit to that bit, but also it's a Maybe. JRPG. I can't fully convince myself that that's ever going to happen. You see, I, I realize that what I'm asking of them is kind of antithetical to the premise of the games. Yeah. Also, just JRPGs the way in that, general. The way that they're writing it made yeah. it feel like it would have worked. So it was and like annoying here, me the whole game. People, it did work. It worked for Kyle. It worked for a lot of people. A lot of people have come out of this year going, I think Octopath Traveler 2 has been a slept on game. We'll get to that later. But, you know, it's like, it's hard to kind of disagree. It came out in the start. It was brilliant. The the graphics was, were wonderful. The story was excellent. It, it felt like a sequel that we used to see, not even last generation, two generations ago, where you'd get that launch from like Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2 or Infamous 1, Infamous 2. Not entirely revolutionary jumps in the formula but doing enough tweaking and doing enough steps in the right direction that it overall felt like a breathtaking experience because you were sitting there playing the original going oh i wish it had this and i wish it spent more time doing this and i wish the characters actually Mm. felt slightly connected and they started just ticking those boxes off and i'm like thank you someone's doing it because i feel like games take seven million years to come out now so it just feels like it's a next evolution every time i'm like sometimes i just want a game that takes a game that came out two or three years ago and just ticks all those boxes that I had, those little fucking, those little little negatives that I had and just fix them and that's brilliant. Um, yeah. 
And I mean, like, I think that the quality of Octopath 2's writing is far oh, better. Oh, yeah, it's far better was. than the first ones. Like, for all of the stuff I said about it being halfway, it's still halfway it's still like oh that's still much better than how it was in the first game where yeah. anytime there was some kind of connection in the first game that was for the benefit of the player and like as far as we know the, the characters didn't even know about it yeah i definitely feel like i think that the worst worst story in octopath 2 is equivalent to like a middle of story from the first game which is always a good sign um yeah we will talk about Baldur's Gate 3 a little bit, because Hunter, I assume that is your, RP- your actual, actual RPG of the year. Um, yes. We'll talk about it in a second. We will give it its flowers. But first, I want to talk about me, baby, because I'm so important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> RPGs have been really interesting for me this year, because it's like, um, for the first time, and I think the, f- the past four years... I'm just going to double check. Let me, let, me, let, me check my, let me check my stats. Let him cook. Let him cook. Yeah. Um, my my favorite my favorite RPG this year is Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, which is is borderline an RPG in many respects. It's not an RPG, really. It's an action game. It's an action game. Um, if we don't count Final Fantasy sixteen, there isn't an RPG in my top five. It's Starfield next at number six. That is like <laughs> usually there's an RPG that's my number one or my number like in the top three at least, and that's an RPG RPG. Last year, Xenoblade Chronicles three was my game of the year. It's like there's usually one there. This year, a lot of them were great, but they didn't utterly great. They didn't me. hit that way though. No, they oh. didn't. And here's the thing: Xenoblade three Future Redeem is cheating. It's like going, mm, you like Xenoblade three? Here's a second slice of that pie, and I'm like, oh, thank you. I'll have that happily on a, a week in a week's notice. Thank you, Nintendo. Very kind. And then I ate it all up. I'm like, this is fantastic. Where's my physical version, you cowards? Like, you know. And then I move <laughs> on with my life. Um, but I'll say that Final Fantasy sixty. As much as I criticize that game, and as much as I don't really gel with the second half i've said it before i said it last week i'll say it again i'll give it its flowers now because um we'll talk about it in more technical terms later not really on a general is it's the, still my favorite first half to a video game i've played this year i i still stand by that first half of that video game up until you enter the master the mother crystal with sid and jill and that section ends and that time jump happens that first half of the video game is my favorite thing that i've played this year i could i really struggled to put it down i was having a blast it's just the second half did a complete 180 in the opposite direction that it made my opinion on it kind of balanced um (laughs) but it was just honestly if this is like, here's the thing though, I'd rather Final Fantasy do stuff like this where they take risks and things don't work out than just make the same generic game over and over and over again, like a lot of JRPG franchises tend to do. They don't tend to go in different directions and go, hey, let's try more of an action focus this time. I mean, Persona, love Persona. Past three games have been the same fucking thing, change the city, have a great time. And I can promise you, Persona 6 will be the exact same thing when we finally see it in 2036. It'll be great. Um,. I mean, Dragon I, the same thing since the 80s. Yeah, exactly. But people so. really love it, how it is. But, you know, it doesn't reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah. And it's like, I, it's nice to see it try some things. And it won't hit with some people, but it has with others. And for me, it, it nearly hit. It nearly did. It was very close. But I still love it. <laughs> and as for Starfield... 
<laughs> I like Better it. Better luck next it's time. RPG. I like it. Um, I wish it was an actual open world, though. That would have been cool. Like I say, five planets instead of 5,000 empty ones. That would have been grand. Uh, Hunter, Baldur's Gate 3. It was our winner. I feel like we're going way too long on this, but we will give it more than 30 seconds, I promise. Why do you love Baldur's Gate 3 so much? Oh, dude, like, straight up. <laughs> if I had the time to replay it, like, five more times, like I did back in ye old days with longer games when I was unemployed and in middle school, I would. Absolutely. Without I mean, blinking. You can quit your job. Yep. Don't be a pussy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you, oh, yeah. If I'm you not going to do that. Game, you go for I, it, buddy. You go play five more but, playthroughs. But, like, it does the really cool thing of, like, it's really good at the characters that you're interacting with, whether it's the party members or even just the NPCs that you're seeing throughout the whole game. They're good at making them interesting to, like, fill in and color the world. It's just, when RPGs make a game or a world that you like being in and interacting with, it is the key to winning in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm with, Baldur's I, Gate did a great job at that. Yeah. I'm with you on this one, Hunter. About, I think I put this in my article when I wrote up about Baldur's Gate, but like halfway into my first playthrough, I was already thinking about what I could be doing for a second playthrough. And when a game as big as this makes me think that, like, I haven't thought about a video game like that in a long time. I finished Act 2 a couple weeks ago at this point, and uh, my thought when I finished it was, God, I want to do that again. <laughs> it's always the yeah. highest compliment. It's always the highest compliment, Same. especially when a game is super long like that, you know? Um, yeah, It's very rare when I play a game that is 80 to 120 to 150 to God knows how many hours and go, you know, I could do that again. It's very rare for me to do that. Um, <laughs> so it's like, high praise. My brother's going to get it eventually and he's like oh do the multiplayer or whatever and i'm like all right sure i'm tempted did you see why i wanted to play multiplayer with you hunter <laughs> just a gateway drug back in it's like you got me back it in really, I can get back it in. really is i can Come put on, whenever dude, i want you can't stop me you yeah. can stop me i'm gonna play co-op now i'm gonna drag my friend into it <laughs> he is probably too too. we could all four of us could play it. no <laughs> please it'd be so fun it would be such a job. disaster <laughs> anyway it'd be great that was a hot start. That's D and D, baby. That will probably be our longest category because it is probably the most passionate category that we have uh, here at the HGAs. We're going to move on to something that'll probably be a lot quicker because I think we're going to agree on a lot of this more, especially me and Hunter. Uh, yeah. Next category is the uh, hottest action adventure game. We put it in the same category here at the HGAs because we still don't understand why it's separate on, and over places. I. I still can't have this argument. I can I can argue all day and night between what's the difference between an RPG or an adventure game. Tell me to tell the difference between an action and adventure game. I have no fucking clue. I still don't get it. I still don't get Neither it. Dude. But, it you, I feel like it used to be easier to delineate. And yeah, because games... adventure games used to be fucking point and click. Tim Schafer would be like, oh, look at this. I mean, it's even, wacky I mean even after that. <laughs> like at Monkey Island. Look, I mean, Monkey even Island. after that, now, like, every AAA game is halfway a Dark Souls game, and that makes life difficult. And everybody since 2008 has taken an inspiration from Uncharted, so they always have one kind of set piece that's, like, a bit swashbuckly, yeah. and you're like, okay, what is this? Um, I believe, who have, we start with, Hunter, have you not gone first yet? So you can reveal your nominations first. I have not gone first, first yet. Yeah, alrighty. Um, so what I've got here is Hi-Fi Rush. 
Resident Evil 4, yep. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, yep. Spider-Man 2, and mm. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Those are interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to go next, Kyle, just because oh. mine are very similar to his, so I think you'll be in more of the contrast. Um, my nominations <laughs> are... I only have four. Say it with me, kids. Let's go through the motions. <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake, High Five Run, Spider-Man 2, High Five Run, High Five the Woo! Woods, fucking unanimous there. This is the same picture. You yeah. just flipped it horizontally. <laughs> In other news, water is wet, and me and Hunter likes the same five action-adventure games this year, so there you go. Um, Kyle? Okay. You can so I've got Tears of the Kingdom, Armored yeah. Core 6, Final Fantasy 16, and Resi 4. I couldn't think of a fifth thing. That's fair enough. That's fair but enough. I didn't play enough action-adventure games this year. For shame. How dare you? It's too yeah, bad you're the only one who could remember Armored Hi-Fi Core. I, I, do, I, I know about Armored Core, I just didn't play it, and I had five games that, do play, that I did play. Fair enough. Okay. Let's do... The obvious thing we're going to do. You two can hash this out. Yeah, well, we don't need to hash it out because I'm more interested in talking about, again, some of our favorite moments, some of the reasons we like these games. Because let's be real here, Hunter. I know that even if I wanted to argue for any of these in some way, shape, or form, I also like Zelda enough to know that Zelda is going to win this category. Like, I know we're both going to sit here. Well, you see, making it action or merging these makes it a little bit more of an interesting conversation. Because, like, I think Resident Evil 4 is better at the action end of this equation than Zelda is. Yeah, because Resident Evil 4 is a straight line. I think that Zelda's better... I think Zelda's a little bit better of an overall game, though. So, you know, it's a conversation either direction. I see, it's hard for me. Well, here's the thing. One, I just want to say that when I was saying that RPGs are usually in my top three, and this is like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Have a great time. Uh, most of the time, action-adventure always slips below that. I think this year, fucking peak for action-adventure games. I think that, like, like, this is, like, this is their year. Everyone loves Baldur's Gate 3, but if you're not a Baldur's Gate fan, if, you don't, if, you're, if you're one of those stupid people that are like, why is it turn-based? Or if you're just more a normal person that's like, <laughs> I don't have 100 hours, fair play to you. I'm the same way. There's been so many action-adventure games this year, and they've all been fucking great. <laughs> like, there genuinely has. There's been... yeah. Very few, shockingly, there's been very few mediocre games this year. Like they've mainly been on one side <laughs> of the spectrum or the absolute opposite, like Gollum and Kong. Like you know, it's like it's one or the other <laughs> this year, which has been great. Um, to me, it's between Tears and RE4. Those are the two for me. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I was saying. And like... I love Hi-Fi Rush with all my heart. It was a game. Yeah practically made for me and i still love it dearly why the fuck was there not a physical copy you absolute cowards um dude i don't even have a machine for it and i would buy a physical copy same <laughs> it's a fantastic game i'm like in the same boat with senua next year <laughs> yeah um spider-man 2 great more of the same um but yeah. still fantastic you know Last act, never yeah. misses um well, well i say that or, as of recording, the Insomniac leak thing happened, and we've seen what their multiplayer game might potentially be. And to that, I say nothing. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. I did not see whatever you're talking about. But it's something that this. they've already been doing, and it's 
got the name of a, and the code name's oh, the same shoot. as a film that's been released recently that is very popular and could very well be a multiplayer thing. Wow. Oh, beans. Yeah. I get you now. Um, and Jedi Survivor, I think, is fantastic, but I think um, in a similar way that I thought that the first one was flawed in many ways, I think that Survivor is also flawed in many ways, but they're different ways than the first one. It's one of those sequels where they fixed a lot of things that I hated about the first one. And they also fucked up different things, <laughs> and they kept the same map. So, you know, curse you. <laughs> you better not be in the third <laughs> one. That map shows up again in the third one. <laughs> respawn respawn make a good minimap <laughs> challenge god uh, um it's it's a hard one now that you're saying that i say we give it to the big robot game and move on fuck off <laughs> nice try <laughs> nice try kyle nice try kyle <laughs> You, you have had to a, wake you up had a pretty chance early to in the morning to slip by me. In there real quick. Um, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom had big robots, if you made them. Yeah, but that took He's effort. He's got a point. What are we doing, Hunter? Um, if I put a gun to your head right now and go, what was the best action-adventure game, or action-slash-adventure game this year, what would you do? Zelda. Kyle? Oh, you I'm say Armored Core, <laughs> wouldn't you? You say Armored Core. So Zelda it is. <laughs> Zelda is a tie. All right. Congratulations, Zelda. But I do want to give a shout out to Resident Evil 4. I do love Resident Evil 4. Yeah, Resident oh, Evil yeah, 4 was, was very good. great. It was fantastic. It is. It's fantastic. And that is that category out of the way. It's time oh, for baby. a bit of a meme. If you were here from the intro, <laughs> bit, how dare silly. you skip the 20-minute RPG character? <laughs> you absolute coward. But you've come for the best part, really, so I'll forgive you uh, just this once, though. Um, it's time for the Hottest Hair Award. This is for the best hair in a video game. We've been doing this for many a year. So if you're wondering, what happened last time, dude? Well, we've had such great things last time as... God, Hunter the said this is a t- joke, and it just kind of stuck. It's yeah, it's, it's the best. It's that's the how a lot of that's how a lot of knowing me goes. I'll say I mean, things it, as a joke, and they just stick. In twenty twenty one, we all had our own um, be- uh, favorites of the year. So, for example, I think I chose uh, Rivet because that hair tech and Roger Kong still fantastic. Um, fucking is that Hunter or Kyle? Hunter, that's Hunter, Hunter. You picked someone from Genshin, you absolute fucker. Oh, Arataki. Yeah, yeah. his hair shreds. Yeah, that's Max Middleman's character. He shreds. And then Kyle here. picked three because he couldn't pick, like a weirdo. So you. <laughs> Whereas no, 2022. This, was, this wasn't me. This was you guys were doing something weird, like trying to figure out how we nominate. Characters. I think Kyle. Ka- yeah, yeah, yeah the, because we did the nominations. Pro tag was uh, in both. Who won? It was then? in all Do three parts. I don't know. No? Cool. I think it I think it eventually went to the uh arc system character. Okay, cool. Anyway, yeah, twenty twenty two Kratos one. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> the more important <laughs> one. And then this year, it's time for some hair game. Kyle, I'll let you go first. You hair first game. The line, so. Hair game. Yeah. Oh alright. So over on mine I've got Hikari from Octopath 2. A from Future Redeemed. Yep. JP from Street Fighter Six. Valir from Sea of Stars and Shadowheart from Baldur's Gate Three. Interesting. Hunter. I like JP, how JP <laughs> was a late addition on mine. 
<laughs> I respect Hikari's the pick for him because it's just Noah's it's haircut just Noah again. again. Yeah. It's just it's just the anime swordsman haircut at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Hunter. Uh, what have you put? Alrighty, hold on. Uh, no here pressure. we go. I've got Torgal. Oh fuck! That's such a good Ganondorf. one. Why did I not do that? Why did I not do that? I want to change my vote yeah. now. I've got Torgal, Ganondorf. You could pick any hairstyle he had in Tears of the Kingdom, and it shreds. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and then I got Corsica from Hi-Fi Rush, Riona from Coffee Talk, yeah. the Banshee woman, and then I've got Cal Kestis to round out the list. Guys, I don't know if it, I don't know if this is a first in her history. I feel like we might actually have fifteen different nominations for this. <laughs> oh, baby! Uh, what a good year! What a good year for her, guys. My nominations were, to be fair, two of them. Here's the problem, right? Every year, Final Fantasy comes in here. At some point, Hunter went the meme route. I just went. People's hair is just a bit too hot in Final Fantasy 16. You know what I mean? And I'm not even talking about Jill because I'm like Jill. Your hair's fine, not the peak of Final Fantasy. She hair. would have been my pick if I didn't pick Torgal. Oh, you see, I, I, oh, I just picked. I, 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 I just picked the guys being dudes, dude. I picked Clive Anson, dude. Hell, I'm yeah. fucking taking them. Oh, dude, nice. like, oh, dudes yeah. being bros. Is the bros? <laughs> uh, Chai from Hi Fi Rush. Um, Leon from Resident Evil. Leon from Resident Evil Four. Because Luis would have been a good shout too. His hair's oh, pretty good in that yeah. game. And I Zelda from Tears because everyone's been suspect. Like everyone has seen Zelda's short hair. For so long now, for literally four years, that everyone does, and I'm like, dude, hair. Everyone's hair in that game was great. Yeah, like Zelda's new haircut's great. I think Link's hair looked really good too. Um, But especially when you change it from anything but the default style, and it just goes back to norm. (laughs) You can change it to go back to normal. (laughs) It's so funny and stupid. Yeah, I still, (laughs) I still think his hair looked really good. Even like Raru is crazy, like down to his calves. Hair because he's like, but I still stand by that the Zelda short hair was a revolution, and uh, everybody simped on Twitter when that was announced. And all I'm saying is, where are you at now, guys? It was still the year, it was still the year. Come back, (laughs) you can remember. Then they saw what Ganondorf looked like, and they didn't care how attractive the main heroes were. Zelda's Tears of the Kingdom hair, I I still prefer the long hair. See, I don't, I really, I'm very much sure. This is we've had that we had this fight last year though with me. If it wasn't so uh, like yeah, it, short hair's better. Short hair is better on so these characters. If typically I would be in agreement with Kyle because the longer the hair, the better, as you would know by just. You're scared of haircuts, Hunter. Just a minute. You're scared of haircuts. <laughs> but he's a but scissors. The way that the way that uh, <laughs> biggest feet the all this that, time. Hunter's just been scared of scissors the whole time. Carrying oh, a sword collector, afraid of scissors. scissors. He's like, ah, fuck. Uh, but anyway, if Zelda's hair was just short and didn't have like the cool styling on it, I would be more mm. inclined to agree with you. But I think the way they styled it up in this game was really good. Your Honor. Yeah. I mean, it still hair, looks good. Do be cringe sometimes, Your Honor. I rest my case. Thank you very much. No, here's my thing. The reason I think, I also, most of the time, I think that long hair does look better. Here's my counter-argument. Nintendo Switch has got this pee-pee-poo-poo hardware that's still running on fucking DOS or whatever, where they've still got PS3 basically looking asses running around. They don't have the hair tech. If Nintendo had the hair tech, 
If they oh, had the fucking, unstoppable. they'd be unstoppable. <laughs> Imagine Ganondorf with the hair. But because we've got, because we've got, yeah, because we've got goofy goblin hair from the the Nintendo Switch. It's like long hair. It clips. It crops. It looks like sometimes like Zelda and Breath of the Wild. I like Zelda and Breath of the Wild's design, but a lot of the time her hair, especially in Age of Calamity, I don't know if you ever noticed this one, too, just looks like one matte blob on the back of her. Like when if you look at Zelda from behind, just one Dude, massive I don't think black that blob. Any amount of technology is ever going to fix hair clipping issues. Even in Baldur's Gate, my character's hair is still going through the collar of his jacket. Yeah. Which it was Mio. Mio was really pissing me off in Xenoblade 3 with the long hair. It, it annoyed me that much. I did originally pick long hair. I went back and cha- I changed it instantly. I didn't even know it was an option in the settings. I just reloaded my save and watched half an hour oh of cutscenes again because I was like, no, 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 no. We watched no, the no, cutscenes no, no, again. Bitch. Of course, it's fucking peak. Why didn't you just skip them? It's peak fucking. Cu- it's peak fiction. I mean, yes, that was cutscenes. peak. You don't skip cutscenes. But also, that baby. was an hour of cutscenes. Don't care. You don't skip. None of my homies skip cutscenes. That's cringe. Anyway, um, I think we're just going to have to pick here. I think we're just going to have to pick an answer each here because I think this is going to be really hard because I don't think we're going to agree on anything. Probably not. What if we just say they're all winners? Nah, fuck off. There's to be something. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to go. Was. I mean, he's a very well-rendered puppy, man. He is a, a good pup. He is a good pup. I think I'd... Mm. Nothing. I'm just thinking to myself. Well, I know who I'm picking out of all of these. Because I know I just I know I just went off on a Zelda rant for twenty million years. But Leon defined a generation of emos, and it's like he is just Leon. Leon Kennedy is peak. I don't know if he defined 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 it or if he just co-opted it. No, no, he defined was around. There there are there are millions of young gamers who saw Leon Kennedy and went, he is the coolest fucker I have ever seen in my life. I will be Leon Kennedy. And that's what happened in the late to early twenty two thousands and twenty tens. And he's he didn't create that style but he owns it. He owns that style. He slayed it, Hunter. He absolutely slayed it, and that's why he is that's king. Fair enough. So that's my win. Leon wins for me. Also, the hair tech in Resident Evil Four, fucking mental, absolutely mental. <laughs> it is pretty good. I love a good piece of hair tech, dude. I love it. I can't tell a shit about 4K graphics. I can't give a shit about ray trace reflections. I see some good hair strand tech. I'm like, oh baby, that's the shit. Also, no, it's not hair, but the fluff on his jacket as well in the first chapter. Mm. Oof. Oh, yeah. Good jacket. Anyway, good jacket. you two, make a choice. Pick your demons. I think I'm probably going to give it to Ganondorf. Oh, nice. The more I'm thinking about him, the more I'm like, damn, that red was real good. Yeah. Uh, Ganondorf definitely has the hair style. Z- that I think are the best this year. I think if I were to give it, to, if I were to boil it down to the most well rendered, I'd probably give it to Cal because his hair is distractingly well rendered in every version of the game he's shown <laughs> up in. But yeah, I'm gonna give it to Ganondorf. Well, then we have Ganondorf as an overall winner. Then there you go. Then yeah. Ganondorf work, wins Gan. by default. Fuck shout off, out to Leon. Marin's hair too. Well, no, no shout out to Marin's hair because you didn't nominate her. So uh, no, no shout out to you. Well. That's 16th anyway, place so. for you. <laughs> no honorable mentions. No honorable mention. Uh, anyway, moving on. It's time for the hottest music 
slash score. This is for the best music that we think has shown up in a video game this year. I said this. Don't remember if I said it last year, last week or in the Game Awards episode all that long ago. We've been recording these so out of order. I don't know where we are anymore or who I am <laughs> as a person. It's, it's I been forgot a we were ride. recording today. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. We've been recording every weekend day for like the past three weeks, Kyle. I don't blame you. I don't even know what day it is. Um, I thought we were caught up at this point. No. I'm like, man, we got Friday off. Hell yeah. No, no Friday off for you. Um, No, 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 Crash. (laughs) But I said it in the Game Awards episode, I believe. Very strong year for video games. I personally think there's been some good soundtracks this year, don't get me wrong. But compared to last year and some of the years prior, I think it's slightly weaker. I don't know. I feel like if they, I, I feel uh, like if FF sixteen had just gotten nominated over Mario or Resident Evil, it would have been fine. Well, let's start with mine. Uh, my nominations for the best music and score. <laughs> it's all are Mario. Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy sixteen, Spider Man two, Xenoblade Chronicles: Future Redeemed, and Hi Fi Rush. Um, I think Oprah Xenoblade music is always great. Uh, I just I don't know what it is. Something about Spider-Man music. Whenever I hear the Spider-Man music, I'm like, fucking bop. I love the Spider-Man music. Whoever scores the Spider- Marvel Spider-Man games, I don't know how they do it. They're one of those people, um, Murray Gold, who does Doctor Who as well, is one of those things where it's like, I don't know how you make all this music that has to fit one specific scenario, but you still make everything feel like, it feel like in video game context, feels like a movie, where I'm like, it feels like so orchestrated and so well done. I'm like, fucking yes, mate. Good for you. Um, they had like really well placed usages of licensed music in Spider-Man Two as well. Yeah, like uh, one of the side missions, and even just being blindsided by Cigarette Daydream in the uh, opening hours of the game was funny. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, uh, Hunter, where are you going? Uh, all right. I have got. Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Tears of the Kingdom, Sea of Stars, and Coffee Talk 2. Solid picks. And Kyle? And I've got Octopath 2, Street Fighter 6, Sea of Stars, FF16, and Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising. Damn late entry there for Grand Blue Fantasy. <laughs> it came out yesterday as of the day of recording. Wow, way to date us, Kyle. Happy New I'm Year, like... everybody. It is 2024, <laughs> and we're living in the future. Woo! That's crazy. Flying cars and everything. Um, I mean, to me, to me, it's always been between two for this one. And I think one is for use of music, and the other is for the like the, the actual sheer music. volume the sheer volume of the actual music and quality of it and that is hi-fi rush for the use of music and ff16 for the quality of music because the one thing that didn't dip in final fantasy 16 is the fucking bangers they just kept going and going um but that's final fantasy in a nutshell <laughs> like every time yeah, that's true um i don't know how are you feeling hunter um well between those two you know, yeah, I definitely see the argument for either of them, but I liked Final Fantasy 16's music a little bit more for as much as I enjoyed Hi-Fi Rush's. Again, Hi-Fi Rush had some good uses of, like, um, Lias's music and things like that as well. The uh, but... the Invaders Must Die moment coming out of the canon was great. Yeah. But again, 
like there's no life on five flames it's just like every time it's like damn why didn't you get nominated for game of the year i'm still mad just wanted to hear that fluke guy have a little bit of a ff16 rave in the corner you'd love to see it you know like gosh uh kyle you're you've got the more unique uh picks of the, th- the three of us so do you want to go into depths with some of them no, I'd probably give it to FF16. Well, there you go, then. Congratulations, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, you are the winner of uh, the Best Music and Score Award. Uh, I feel like... Who won it last year? Was it... I think we might have split it. Because Did we split the vote last year? I hate these categories. You know, uh, I, only see it, I only see Xenoblade 3 here, and that's all that I yeah. care about, baby. That's all I care about. Um. Anyway next up that was that was quick that was good for us if only we did all the other categories that quickly we might have made this an hour instead oh well <laughs> next up is uh the hottest performance uh this is for the best performance of 2023 i really struggled with this one i'm not gonna lie i thought this one was easier than music okay i i i personally disagree uh so here are my opinion. Here are my, uh, in fact, no. Who goes first this time? Is it Hunter goes first this time? Hunter, you go is first. It's Hunter. It's your, oh, is it Kyle's right, turn? Then. Kyle, you go first then. I thought you've just had it. Yeah, time. if it was so easy, you go first. Okay. <laughs> you go first then, Kyle. Fuck it. Alright, so I've got Erica Mendez for her role as Throne A in Octopath 2. Okay. I've got Rory Alexander for his role as Matthew in Xenoblade Future Redeemed. Didn't think of that one. Uh Alex Lee for his role as Luke in Street Fighter VI. Mm-hmm. Really? Ben Starr for his role <laughs> as Clive in Final Fantasy XVI. And uh, Niall Newman as Asterian in Baldur's Gate Three. I'll go next. I've got a different... Uh, I've got a different way of going about this, so let's, uh, let's uh, roll with these punches. Mine are Ben Starr for his performance as Clive in Final Fantasy XVI. Uh, Yuri Lowenfall for his performance as Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2. Uh, I did the uh, the double dip of Najee Jetta from also from Spider-Man 2. I tried to pick games that I played this time instead of just going, oh, look at these good performances from other games I haven't played. Uh, so, yeah. Apologies, Neil Newman. I haven't played it. Maybe one day. Uh, Karen Monaghan, surprisingly, he got here in the last minute uh, for Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Survivor. Uh and Robbie Damon for Chai in Hi-Fi Rush. And I want to specify this, that this is just because it was Robbie Damon being Robbie Damon, and Ethan loves a bit of Robbie Damon, so... <laughs> it's a really it's a really good performance. It. Like, it's, 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 it's a brilliant it's, performance. If it wasn't as good as it was, Hi-Fi Rush would have been would not have been as good. He, like, I, was watching, games, I was watching someone play it Action the games day, like this. While I was doing, this is the only reason it's on here, is I was watching a playthrough of it again the other day, and it was just the moment after the tutorial that's in his head that it's just him where he's hallucinating and he's chanting to himself yes as the robots are staring at him as he's having a fucking mental breakdown right in front of him and it's like i'm like that's like honestly Um, action games like this need charismatic protagonists i also want to say yeah Yeah. but i also was also tempted to because i realized that i actually don't have uh any female representation in my list. I was like, I was going to give it to Erica Lindbeck for being Erica Lindbeck, but I feel like I did that I very, last year or the year before. So I'm, like, too, so I'm like, so I'm like, you know, I feel what? like I've I've been trying to do that every year yeah, we've I was done like, this, I think I've already even before we had this category. <laughs> I'm like, so. I'll probably play it next year when she's in something else that yeah, I yeah, when like, she's so. in something else. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's fair enough. Anyway, Hunter, what are yours? 
Alrighty, I have got Ben Starr as Clive from Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Tina Ivlev from Jedi Survivor as Marin. Uh, sorry. Jennifer England from Baldur's Gate because as oi, Shadowheart. Oi. Yeah. Big oops. And dude, this one, I got to a part earlier today where I was like, man, I want to change my vote to Carlack now because <laughs> her voice actor had a really good scene that I had yet to get to. But too bad. I forgot to change it. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Samantha Beer. I don't know how to say her last name. But and then Najee Jetter from uh, Spider-Man 2. And then David Harewood from Alan Wake 2. He was exclusively in the live action footage, <laughs> but nice. it was it was he was a super interesting character for all the more screen time he had. It felt like very captivating when he was on screen. David Howard's a really interesting um actor. I've like he brought a in... lot of gravity to this gravity and intrigue to this character. Dude, I've seen him in played. so many things because he just um obviously he's a British actor, so like He's done a lot of stuff in Hollywood recently and over in America recently, but I, I've seen him in so many things. He's been in so many random things, so it's like I've seen him everywhere, um, all over the place. He was in Doctor Who at one point. Um, oh, nice. And everything. So I'm like, I've just seen that guy's just a face that I just instantly recognize <laughs> every time. I'm like, oh, yeah. There he is again, just popping up out of nowhere. Um, I know who I want to give it to. I think the answer is obvious. Yeah. I want justice for Ben Starr, dude. I want justice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so congratulations, Ben Starr. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are the, the hottest performers of the Man, dude, like, ugh, even if, even from Twitter, he wins best performance just from Twitter. Like, yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I think that um, Neil Newbon yeah, did yeah, a really great. good job. But I don't think anybody embodied their character as much as Ben Starr did. And very dedicated person to that role. Yeah. Mm. Not just in the like just marketing and just everything and just all the things that he's done. It's like, man, brilliant performance all around. Um I also realize I should have put Sid's voice actor if I was gonna double dip. Should have thought about that. But you know, that's just how it goes yeah. sometimes. Because man, I love Sid's voice in Final Fantasy Sixty. Also great. It's pretty great. Anyway, moving on. It's time for hottest art style. Uh, for you guessed it, the best art style. <clears throat> wow, that's crazy. Where Damn. do we come up with these wild and crazy ideas? How does he do it? How do we do that? Uh, who, who's next? I don't even know who who went first the last Hunter. time. Hunter, Hunter, right, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter do the thing. Turn. Do the thing. All right. Well, Hunter was supposed to go first last time, and then you guys bullied me. So oh, cool, even better. I thought it was Hunter, but the counter was like, hey, no. "It was Hunter." I thought it was Hunter. <laughs> Fucking gaslight. Okay, me. so my nominations for best art style were Sea of Stars, Tears of the Kingdom, Coffee Talk Two, Hi Fi Rush, and Alan Wake Two. Fucking cow. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna pick. Uh, is it? Is it me next? I'll go. Go on, cow. You go. Fuck it. There's no rules anymore. Free for all. Yeah, who cares, dude? I've got Octopath 2, Street Fighter 6, Sea of Stars, Grand Blue, and Hi-Fi Rush. No, that's great. Uh, Because damn, uh, that's a pretty game. Hi-Fi Rush, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Sea of Stars, Pizza Tower, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. 
again, Resident Evil 4 Remake, I just think is a really solid there, presentation. Yeah. Uh, sea of Stars, <laughs> best looking game. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, fabulous art style. Hi-Fi Rush, incredible art style. Pizza Tower, so fucking ugly that I love it so much. Like, we love it. <laughs> it's like... It's like perfect indie game development. It's like Undertale of development. You know what I mean? Where you're like, this is goofy ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Got, where like, it looks splurred, where it's like, it's like silly but perfect. Yeah. Like Peppino or whatever his name yeah. is looks horrendous from like an ocular standpoint. From but it's every the angle. Design. But then when you when you watch <laughs> gameplay or you play the game yourself, and all of his animations are so fluid and like so yeah. smooth, you're just like, oh, you're like, you just perfected it, man. You did. You absolutely perfected it. Um, what are we feeling? Anyone got any gut reactions? I've been and continue to be impressed by Hi-Fi Rush throughout the entire year. The part where it went from the, you know, in-engine visuals back to the, you know, filmic looking part. The anime cutscenes back, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then back mm. again all without feeling jarring or breaking the mood at all was so cool. Yeah, I can 100% agree. I think for a lot of things for me, it's like a lot of the huge AAA games this year, they all look good. They all have great art direction, but it's like all very samey to me in a way where it's like, yeah realism is realism whereas like most of the time when i'm looking for a really cool art style it is more of the smaller games the more quirky games like pizza tower hi-fi rush coffee talk where it's like something interesting something um that differentiates it from the others i mean i kind of agree for me it's hi-fi rush i think it's just this it just just different baby you know it's just like (laughs) Like, you wouldn't think that the generic robots would look that good either, but I think that they're good design. I, I don't even think it's just the, it's, like, even, it's not even just how they Hi-fi look. Bots. I think it's the whole presentation of it. I think yeah. the fact that not only is the art style so strong and it manages to switch between animation and the gameplay so ra- rapidly, it's how everything stays in time with the music, even when it switches yeah. to the cutscenes. It's how the environments and the art style is living and breathing to the beat. It's not just chai snapping his fingers and stomping his foot if you look oh, at the everything. cars going past in the background they're stuttering to the beat and the engines are going and it's like so much so time impressive. and effort just had to go into the way that game presents itself that i'm like it's so impressive to me um kyle do you have anything to add no nah, i mean hi-fi rush is a super pretty game i wished i could play it maybe one day you will kyle maybe one day, maybe you will. One day i will um, Hi-Fi Rush it is then. Congratulations, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, you did it. Good job. Uh, oh, it's oh, time for a fun one. Oh, baby. Oh, I have a little inkling that some of you cheeky buggers will have sneak, snuck into this timestamp a bit early. What are you doing? <laughs> you want some negativity? Well, we'll give you some. This is the Worst Company Award. Uh, one of our favourites yet again. This is for the Worst Company of 2023. And oh boy, it works out that I get to go first. That's so nice. Thank you. Um, uh, There's many ways to go this year with this. <laughs> there was a surplus of options this year. <laughs> I targeted some specific ones in particular, but I just want you to know that uh, I'll still accept review codes. I'll just be shitty about it. Anyway. Yeah. 
my 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 nominations for the shittiest companies of this year go to uh Epic Games for the mass amount of layoffs that has happened at Epic Games. Uh, also, the fact that they keep trying to make a metaverse, the fact that their in- online store is still shit. Uh, alleged human Tim Sweeney is also a bit of a weirdo, and I don't like. I, I just don't like Epic Games. I think it's safe to say that they seem to be like the, they're the kind of company that's like we're one of the good ones. We're a little good boy company, ooh woo, and then they just fuck it. They're like trying to be monopolistic <laughs> at every possible turn. Straight up, allegedly, it, allegedly it monopolistic. Me so angry that Mediatonic won, but they didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so infuriating. Uh, and now their game's going to have to live in Fortnite because eventually. it's going to get shut down. Yeah. Unless you want to play it in Final Fantasy fourteen, like a real one. Uh, you hear that, Ethan? Come to Final Fantasy fourteen. We got Fall Guys. I think that There's your incentive to play. Uh, two companies here, Xbox and Activision also have had part of the layoffs, so that's also why they're here. They're also here, because fuck me, the Activision Xbox acquisition took that long, and it pissed me off that much, because it would never end, and I just wanted it to be over. So they're here out of spite, because I was sick of hearing about it. Uh, I'm happy it's over. (laughs) That's that's the most I can say, really. Um, I throw PlayStation into that whole category, too, because they were the opposite end of that, and equally as annoying. That, and again, layoffs, and all that jazz. And just the whole industry kind of collapsing on itself. And also Sony's attempt, this is why I say, even though Sony hasn't particularly had as many layoffs as other companies, they've also stuck all their eggs in the games as a service uh, basket. So, um... Yeah. Potential yeah. layoffs coming soon. Um, but yeah, it's mainly that. And then final, Embracer. I feel like Embracer Group uh, have been going under the radar a bit too much. Uh in past years for shittiest companies. For those who don't know, they are uh, one of the big companies like Tencent. Tencent would also go on this list event. If I could have a fucking another slot, I'd give it Tencent. Um, But Embracer bought up a load of companies. They bought up fucking everybody. If you look up who Embracer owns, so many fucking companies. And then like Volition, Deep Silver, you know. Bye-bye, Saints Row, and lay off everybody. The Times Square's guys got shut down before they could even make their game. Yeah, bye-bye! Bye-bye! Join the fucking queue of all the other 10,000 people laid off, because this industry's fucking shit. Um, yeah. So, there you go. Those are my shittest companies. Uh, Hunter? Alrighty. Well, you know. I've also got Embracer Group. I've also got Epic Games. I've got oh. Unity. Oh, I forgot uh, about Unity! Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about Unity. I've got Bobby Kotick and PlayStation. Yep. <laughs> Solid picks. Solid picks. Kyle? I've got a lot of overlap between y'all. I've got Unity, Epic Games, and Embracer, and my brain couldn't be bothered to think of two more shitty companies. There's too many. Well, you take your pick. We've given you plenty. If you want to... Honestly, it, yeah, you know dude. What? You just put in your fourth slot right there. If you can just put Tencent for me real quick, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I because... thought about doing that. Do, do you know what the best thing is about this category, everybody? You're, you're waiting for the drum roll. Everyone's a fucking winner this year. They're all shitters. Fuck them all, dude. Yeah, they all, all win. Congratulations. Horrible. Everybody like... wins. You all win because you're fucking shit, and um, you won't hear that. <laughs> Certainly um, not. Mostly because Jeff wouldn't give you time to say it. No, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. Ten thousand layoffs. That's cool. But please wrap it up, please. 
please. We gotta we gotta show Timothy Chalamet on. Uh, come on. But yeah, glossed over the unity thing a little bit, but like, screw them. Yeah, <laughs> trying to charge the people or whatever that whole ordeal. And I know was, they've done like, a one eighty, but still, it's like damage done. You, like, you should have yeah. tried. Come on. In any other year, unity would have won easily like it'd be a very easy thing to go here it'd be very easy but here's the thing is is it's literally epic games fucking trying their hardest they're trying their hardest to be the worst company out there at the moment allegedly um embracer again allegedly terrible with handling of staff and ip and just literally letting things self-destruct they have embracer literally put landmines in their front yard and forgot where they put them and then <laughs> yeah, stepped on them yeah <laughs> every week this year so yeah um they're all they're all shitters and remember guys this is all allegedly and uh this is all for entertainment purposes only yeah especially because i always talk about this like i'm an american and i'm not and sometimes uk libel laws are a lot stricter so remember it's all allegedly and it's all for entertainment purposes and it's all said in jest thank you Uh (laughs) cover my ass because sometimes i'm like you know it's funny i could get in trouble but who cares because like i say alleged human tim sweeney what the fuck you doing come on now come on the HDO podcast is fictional and any... It's a work of fiction. Any resemblance <laughs> to real life is simply yeah. going like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember that the HDO was made by a team of people who are not part of the games industry. <laughs> yeah. Opinions may not reflect those inside of the games industry. Um, uh. But oh well. Uh, let's move on. Next up, Hearthist Indie. Uh, there have been plenty of indie games. But which one was oh. the best? Hunter gets to decide because we don't. Yeah, know. Hunter, wanna wanna show yours? Yeah, sure. Because I don't think I should start this category. I think you should. If All anything, right. I think Cal should start yes. this category. Just, yes. Oh my god! Oh, you did probably. Anyway, I'm gonna start. Uh, my picks are Coffee Talk to Hibiscus and Butterfly, Sea of Stars, Dredge, The Last Faith, and Gunbrella. Mm-hmm. Kyle? So I did not play a lot of indie games this year. Mm-hmm. So when there's only two entrants in here, please don't yell at me. No, I will yell. I've got I've got Sea of Stars and a game called Class of 09, the re-up. You know what? That's better than I thought it was going to be under there. What, I did you figured... think this was going to be five entrants of Dave the Diver? I thought it was going to be Dave the Diver, but like spaced out across the <laughs> yes. Dave the Diver. Come on, man! I haven't played Anchor that one emoji. either. <laughs> that would—I'm not sure that would stop you if you thought it would be funny enough. What's well, going no. on? Um, I went for Coffee Talk Two, Pizza Tower, Planet of Lana, which is an Xbox game, uh, indie game that I played on Game Pass for an hour, so it counts. It's pretty good. It's got like an eighty something on. Um, why am I trying to fucking justify my own fucking picks? <laughs> insecurity much cassette beast do it with cassette beast because i think its score was higher <laughs> oh, really i believe so because yeah, cassette beast is a pokemon clone that was all right when i played it but then i remembered oh wait i don't like pokemon that much anyway uh but it was a quality game well there's one game that everybody put on that list correct 
That would be but also, I feel like Hunter is the more um, educated pick here. Because, like I say, I've only played. Well, I have. I've dabbled with all of them, but I see a star. They didn't install it, but you know. I have dabbled with all of these. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't yeah, I'd favorite. say that uh, uh, overall, Sea of Stars takes this, I'd say. so. Okay. Like, it was really good. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Sea of Stars. But, like, all of these games in mine, and I'm sure the other ones do, are fantastic. I really oh, like Oh, there's something that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Or haven't played. AK, I, it breaks my heart that I didn't <laughs> nominate AKs a lot, but, like... Mm. I just think these other ones are too good. Yeah. No, fair enough. There's plenty of stuff to really like. Like I say, Kyle, what's Class of well. 09 Rio? So good. I don't know what that is. What is? What I want to know. Class of 09? It's a visual novel made by Lyle Rath. Oh, the. Yeah. 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 Okay. The musician. Oh, that's cool. Um, It basically takes place during a, during a high school's senior year in the year 2008 to 2009 honestly dude it's on here just for the fucking writing this game is unhinged oh that's exciting. and like like elsie lovelock and kaylee mills like they nail the two main characters perfectly it's, it's just, on steam like honestly y'all check it out it's it's I think it's really worth your time. If you're just interested in seeing some people be, like, the worst people imaginable. Yeah, if you like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, this is the yeah. for you. Oh, God, but if you don't like it's Always Sunny? <laughs> I guess maybe skip it. I don't know. I don't maybe know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's one fight that's, like, that's one fight that I've had with so many of my friends before, because I just don't I don't know why. It just doesn't click. I think there are other shows that are better at being about terrible people that are funnier. Community. Shameless. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's... I always have a problem with stuff like that. Same with, like, in-betweeners in the UK and stuff like that. I always have a hard time because I think it's really hard when you're making one of those shows to... And most people don't notice it, what the difference is in being a clever writer and just using that as an excuse to write your shitty things out yeah to kind of you know and it's like sometimes i feel like when you're a writer of that it's very hard to draw the line and a lot of it's just shock value and it's like well it's not clever you're just going what would a shit person do and that's what you're just trying to just go with it um but hey i'll take your word on it it's on steam though come on steam right playing games on steam you don't play man i had to play coffee talk on steam hey man be glad I'm using Steam. You reinstalled Steam? Yeah. No. Among Us later? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Kyle really under. missed uh, golf with your friends. Anyway. Nah, dude, I had to see all the Hacker Man in, in Team Fortress 2. Ah. Oh, no. I had to see it all for myself. Well, time for Hotter's narrative. Uh, there have been many a story this year in video games, but only one of them was the bestest story. Uh, of the year. So true, bestie. Uh, who went first last time? It's your time, Carl. I did. You, 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 yeah, you big narrative boy. First, big team. narrative boy, what have you got? Yeah, dude, all the big narratives this year. I got Octopath 2, uh, Xenoblade Future Redeemed, FF16 with an asterisk, and Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3. <laughs> the asterisk on FF16 is, like Ethan said, the the first half of the video game. 
Uh, who's next? Is it me or you, Hunter? I think it's you. You uh, go, Hunter. I'll go. All right. So I had Final Fantasy 16, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Jedi Survivor, and Spider-Man 2. Yeah, they're all pretty, uh, they're pretty solid. Uh, and then let's finally go with mine. Mine are uh, <laughs> Raycoat. <laughs> Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. All right, cook. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, where am I? Where, where, where am I reading? Res, res, no, I didn't even put Zelda Tears. Fuck yeah, I'm reading the wrong one. Uh, Rain Code, Resident Evil Four Remake, Starfield, Final Fantasy Sixteen with an asterisk. Uh, <laughs> first off, we're getting really fucking good. Uh, and Spider Man Two. Rain Code is <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. I'm hearing you out, dude. I want to hear you out. The thing about well, one at this point, I was like, I don't want to keep redeem as future redeem. The Xenoblade has just built a lot on Xenoblade Three, so it's like I can't keep doing this every single time. Also, controversial opinion: everybody loves the fucking story of Future Redeemed. I think the story of Future Redeemed is the worst factor of Future Redeemed. I think it's, I think there's some good stuff there. I would have much rather they just focused on A and Matthew instead of doing the nostalgia bait and all that jazz. I think there's some really great moments. I feel like a lot of it's unnecessary. Um, whereas Raincoat is just a fucking masterpiece. Oh yeah, absolutely. S- story top tier. Nothing unnecessary there. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was tired and sleep deprived. Um, I think there's some really clever things that Raincoat does. I think there's also some, like, it's a mixed bag where it's like, I think in terms of Danganronpa usually tries to go for a chapter one twist. And I think as it goes for chapter one twists in this, I don't think it's as strong as Danganronpa 3's chapter one twist, but it was genuinely one of those things where I'm like, I did not see that coming this early on. I thought it was an interesting kind of, um, the whole mystery of the first one. I'm like, oh, I, oh. I that's pretty cool. I like that you did that. Because I wasn't expecting it. Um, Retrospectively, it is cool. I just spent most of the time not believing that it was going to stick, and also I was. Oh, still I believed right it. Was. Col- I, I I played Danganronpa three. I'm like, I, I expect this to stick. Um, I was also expecting them to then come back later with other characters that were worse. Because that was what I was. That was what I was expecting. Hunter, I was expecting them to come back with worse yeah. later. I was like, thankfully, See, they so weren't. I just spent most of the time believing that they were going to pull a ha ha gotcha. And also, I still predicted the I still predicted the culprit before anyone died. Oh, same. Uh, it's very predictable, but I think there's some there's some interesting and fun stuff, and it, it's character dynamics for that for me, which I really like. The character dynamics um, were really good. In terms of main cast, there wasn't anyone that I particularly hated, and I think all the characters bounced off well in a way where it's like that. In something well, like Danganronpa, or Shimigami. There's a lot of characters in like, or oh, what's his fucking Oda or whatever in AI the Somnia Files. Oh yeah, Ota. Uh, Ota, that's it. Where it's just there's just there's always one character where I'm like, shut the fuck up, will you go away? Will someone kill you, please? Like I can't wait until you die. Yeah, and then they never do. And this game didn't have me doing that. It genuinely didn't have me going, Oh, when will you die, stupid character? Yeah, I liked all of the central cast. They were really good. Um Gameplay's a hot fucking mess with that game, but I liked the quick (laughs) The quirky story, I kind of liked. If we take the whole moral ambiguity that is not ambiguity in the slightest out of it, I think there's a fun yeah. little narrative there. Um, it gets better the more it goes on for the most part, too. Like, I think it's better in retrospect as well when you take the shitty gameplay out of it and you just look back at it as a story and go, 
you know, as a story. It's probably better as some cutscenes. As yeah, as some cutscenes, it was some good cutscenes, and I'd probably want a friend a to play lot it of for those cutscenes if they make a second lot of those cutscenes. You know, like and maybe not make them for the Switch next time. You know, that'd be cool. Um, I feel like everybody else's were pretty. Uh, like I think like the rest of them are pretty interesting picks. Uh, again, Final Fantasy 16 is an asterisk. Should have put an asterisk on Starfield as well. I think the first half is really strong. I think you'll either love or I think the ending to Starfield is Marmite, where you'll either love it or hate it. And I hated it, but I can see why other people like it. Mm. I still think that's dumb, though. I still think forcing you to do that final choice going there's a final choice and then going but only one of them has the credits in the end <laughs> that's it stupid that certainly is a choice yeah uh where are we going with this i feel like Good we've question. all seems like we're all over the board on this hmm we are all over the board i can say it's about I was going to say it. I mean, we all have Final Fantasy 16, but two of us have an asterisk next to it. Yeah, so does that count as one? So then, therefore, we've got two people (laughs) Final Fantasy 16 if we both like half of it. Um, But we like the same half. Yeah, but it still counts as a whole. Yeah, but if you just put them together, it still makes a whole. It doesn't matter if if the person's backwards. There's a part of me that can't sit here in good faith and say, I can't do it. I can't in good faith. I can't, in good faith, genuinely say congratulations, Final Fantasy sixteen for best narrative. I can't. Those li- like that genuinely yeah, does not either. compute. Um, I genuinely would rather give it to Alan Wake two or someone like something that I'm like, you know what? I haven't played it, but I can trust in that. <laughs> I can put my gut in that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same for Spider. Well, I mean, if we're if we're crossing them off, I have. I don't like Spider Man's final act. So, yeah, I don't either. Like, I should have put an asterisk next to that one by this. When logic. I'm looking at all of mine, I can put an asterisk among, among literally four of my five. If you're looking at them realistically, my only one that I would actually put is Resident Evil Four because I just liked the story of Resident <laughs> Evil Four. Like, that's, that's it. That's Good job, Resi Four. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, Resi Four. <laughs> you made it make Resident sense 4. this time. Imagine yeah. being in a story competition and you say Resident <laughs> Evil has the most coherent one. I, like I can't how wait. You, I like how you didn't fill your <laughs> slots up, Cal. You put Final Fantasy <laughs> 16 with an asterisk and you didn't put RE4. I thought at least you would. You've only played five fucking games. Because Resident Evil wasn't that compelling. I More thought compelling than Harvest good enough. Like, yeah, I see what Ethan means. Like, it's good. I feel yeah. like it was a decent follow-up to what Leon went through. It's just also like... I don't know. I wasn't it's... really thinking of Resident Evil's story when thinking about this category, you know? I mean, I can see what he means. I can't wait to do this the next time Devil May Cry is released. <laughs> <laughs> but, man. Fuck it, we ball. <laughs> so, in my head, well, here's the thing, right? You both put Baldur's Gate 3, so I assume it's Baldur's Gate 3 that's winning this. I mean, yeah, I'm willing to give it to Baldur's Gate 3. I, fe- I feel like the overarching story isn't anything revolutionary. And I feel yeah. like they kind of mixed up the antagonist. I feel like the guy for Act 2 should have been the final baddie, mm. honestly. But aside yeah. from that, that's that's a minor that's a minor complaint. I feel like the overall experience narratively creating your own story in a lot of the ways the way it lets you color in the picture, you know, 
is a wonderful time. For sure. I yeah, agree. I'd be cool giving it to Baldur's Gate. Okay, then. That's the winner. And I also want to put a nomination for the worst fucking set of nominations in for Ethan's best narrative of 2023, because now I'm looking at all of that. And <laughs> because I'm like, you started talking you know, yourself Ethan, out of it. Ethan, if you'd thought about that category <laughs> for five more minutes, five, you would have swapped four of them out for something else. You know, you know if Spider-Man would have just been Venom Craven, <laughs> this... Wouldn't have been a Let it go, Hunter. Never. Yeah, I Final would Fantasy if it if 16 I... had been two halves of a good game. We'd also be in a good situation. Yeah. If Ultima didn't exist, we would be fired. Uh... If Starfield gave you the credits, if you chose not to go into New Game Plus, <laughs> I'd give it a pro. <laughs> uh, fucking rain code. Oh my god, what a stupid fucking nomination. <laughs> you know, now I look at mine, I should have like swapped out star wars for coffee talk yeah it would have been more respectable i didn't put star and wars because I, that... I didn't finish my board congratulations it's now time let's talk about it's now time for the wish we would have had time for award which oh, is Fred. the award it's kyle's favorite award of the year in fact kyle's actually oh, been yeah. playing games this year so it might have been harder for him this year dude i i'll go first on this one no, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Is it your turn? Who's I don't turn? know. I don't know. He's volunteering, though, so well, who are we? Go are you? For it. Well, yeah, this is the category for a game that came out this year that we wish we would have played. Kyle, you can know first. What's. Hi Fi Rush, baby! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish I had a machine to play it. Well, congratulations, Hi Fi Rush. You won the Kyle's Award. Uh, I guess I'll go next. No, I, did... I actually did a really good job of like keeping on top of new releases that looked interesting to me. You I played did, pretty much you everything did. that I would have wanted to play. I'm proud it's of you. just my computer can't run Hi-Fi Rush and I don't own an Xbox. Say it. So while those two were having fun, I was crying. Or the playing Fire Emblem thing, Engage. Right? Same if difference, it... truly. Yeah. Right, genuinely, if it gets to a point in like a year or so, like a year, two years... Ethan um, will just mail you his extra Xbox because he's bound to have dupes of those. Well, no, well, one maybe you'll have a PC. Have at, maybe you'll have a PC in the future where you'll actually be able to play it. Or two, if Xbox ever comes up with an exclusive that you actually care for, by the time yeah, I mean, two maybe years, the Xbox should be worth buying. Yeah, in two years' time, no, but in two years' time, the Xbox Series X, Kyle, will have to have a Black Friday deal where it'll be like one hundred and twenty dollars or something, and you just can go. Yeah, you know what? For the price of two games, fuck it, I'll play Hi-Fi Rush on that. Um, yeah. Well, or they'll come out with a neat little Xbox Fire Stick that you can just plug into the HDMI of your TV. Oh, oh that lovely. would be swell. Anyway, that's their, that's wish I had time goal. for. I've got five games on mine, and four of these are serious. Uh, Persona 5 Tactica. <laughs> uh, it's more Persona. Wish I had time to f- fucking play it. Octopath True 2. I own this. I will get around to it maybe one day. If I get around to any of the bullshit Switch backlog that I have, it'll probably be that. Um, Alan Wake 2 I wish I had the courage to play Alan Wake 2 uh, is what I probably would say um, I nah, don't think I'm do ready it. for Alan Wake 2 yet I feel like there are other horror games <laughs> that I would dip the, my toes into and test out first before that but it's mainly because of the cool dance numbers and all the the live action stuff that kind of stuff really um, I feel like you experiencing the uh, bit that you saw at the game awards in the game you would really enjoy that part Yeah I would mm. because the the theater kid in me just ceased <laughs> Yeah yeah I saw that going on the first, 
I uh, my head jumped to like Peacemaker's intro while witnessing this <laughs> yeah, yeah, in real time. 100%. So that's why I think you would like it. <laughs> it's it's 100% the theater kid inside of me that's just like, oh, hell yeah, dude. I love shit like yeah. that. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, it's Baldur's Gate 3. It's the one that got away from me this year. And Pikmin mm-hmm. 4, a uh, bit of a mean pick, but also just uh, you Pikmin fans are still screaming. I'd love to know what the fuck you're on. Uh, maybe <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'll have a look, but no promises. Uh, and my winner is probably my winner for that. Honestly, probably goes to Baldur's Gate because that's the longest one. I can make excuses for the other ones all I want. One of them's mm-hmm. 120 hours long. That's the one that I wish I had time for. Uh, Hunter. All right. So mind picks are Dave the Diver, Indie like sensation. actually seriously, um, yeah. Armored Core. Lies of P, Mario RPG, Persona 5 Tactica. All of these just kind of came out at inopportune times this year. I was either doing other stuff or other stuff was about to come out or something thereabouts. No, fair. Uh, All solid picks. My, the one that I will probably make time for once I finish Baldur's Gate is Dave the Diver. Mm-hmm. And enough. then... I still got a whole week off of work coming up soon, so maybe I'll knock a lot of these off by the time that this episode airs. I mean, you can finish Mario RPG in a day. Yeah. That is not a long video game. P5T and Lies of P are pretty long, though, so you might have a challenge with that one. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, some good picks there. Some good picks. Uh, it's time that we delve into the console wars. We're going to go and mm, oh, going to go swim in those lovely, clean, not murky waters where cesspools, the nice little <laughs> cesspools where no one showers and they spend all their time on Twitter. My favorite. Uh, we're going to start with PlayStation uh, game of the year, uh, or as I am going to be calling it, uh, the Humega lol uh, category of the year. <laughs> uh, who's going first this time? Uh, I'll go first, I guess, because Kyle went first last time. Fuck it, I'll go first. My nominees for the best PlayStation exclusive are Final Fantasy 16, shock and awe. Uh, Spider-Man 2, shock and awe. Uh, Viewfinder is a PlayStation exclusive. It is not on anything else, so it counts. <laughs> I want to play it. It's on there. Uh, Humanity, PlayStation exclusive. Pretty cool indie game. And Horizon BS. That doesn't sound for bullshit. That does sound for Burning Shores. I do want to specify. I think um, you and I looked up the same list of things that are exclusive. Yep. Yeah, we did. High five. Yeah, here we go. Shout outs yeah. to GameSpot or whoever it was that did some nice lists. Because, like, I had, I had Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man, obviously. I thought that Viewfinder was exclusive, but I didn't know for sure, so I had to check. I didn't. I looked uh, them all up. Yeah. Humanity is one that I found after Viewfinder. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just kind of just sitting next to there. And then I was like, oh, Horizon <laughs> had some DLC. Yeah, we Here all put that. Yeah. yeah. But I, like y'all, I had Spider-Man and Final Fantasy 16, and then Baldur's Gate 3 with an asterisk. I know that's not console not exclusive anymore, anymore yeah. but it was a month ago when I put it on there. Well, too bad. <laughs> I can remove it if you want. No. Yeah, Aren't I feel you, like the. Were you working from... on this form today? I write these down over the year, Hunter. Oh, okay. Cal's got a little journal. 
So what? No, I meant to tell this story earlier. But for the this came out this year when I was putting those in, I put down humanity because I'm like I don't remember what that is. Like I put it down like a couple months ago. I look back at it again. I'm like I still don't remember what this is. I'm not looking it up. It was a plus it's game, a little puzzle play. game where you uh you uh you're a little spirit dog and you're guiding spirits of humanity. Want to play it? Or he talked about it on the podcast. I, I bet he did. Yeah, you would. I put it on. I put it on the Forgotten Games thing because, like, I still haven't finished it or played it more since then. That's why I nominated well, it. Well, I believe it's between two games for us here. I believe it's between Correct. Final Fantasy XVI and Spider-Man 2. The real question is, what do we give it to? Because here's the thing. I like I... Final Fantasy sixteen more. I also I like that was silence. That's good. Audio is like, what the fuck happened there? I know Ethan taking his time to form a sentence. Controversial is statement he, is from he Hunter. Sick and, is he sick? Is he dying? That's crazy. Um I think that I also like Final Fantasy sixteen more. Yeah. That first half's too good. Here's the thing, Spider Man's great. I love Spider Man. Spider Man's yeah. fantastic. But Spider-Man was more Spider-Man, and also Spider-Man did some weird alien shit at the end that I did not vibe with, so it's like... The good parts of Spider-Man were not as good as the good parts of Final Fantasy. Yes, but I think I, that I liked I more of Spider-Man Spider-Man's narrative overall, because it was more of a three quarters of Spider-Man 2's plot I really liked, whereas Final Fantasy 16 is 50%. Um, but I still think well, Final yeah, Fantasy 16 is the better game of the two. Difference. I will not deny that. Uh, so congratulations, Final Fantasy 16. I also want to say, for the people who clown on Xbox not having video games, fucking look at PlayStation this year <laughs> and tell them what the fuck do they do. Because they bought timed exclusivity on that one. So it's not even really a got you there, is it? Well, yeah. and let's be real here, Seven Rebirth has a high chance of it's winning gonna, it next it's year as well. It's going to carry next year too. Yeah. Uh, oh well, next up. The hottest Xbox game for all those people that love playing two games. Why am I doing it? I'm doing it myself. I'm being toxic for no reason. They had some good ones this year. Hunter, you go first. Alrighty, sure. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, not Starfield. Who cares? Wow, <laughs> I love to see that we're all growing up here. Uh, Kyle? <laughs> Dude, if I, had other, if I had cared to play other games, then sure. But like, Nothing. I fi rush Starfield the radar. Duck, lovely. <laughs> That's now all. Now for the person who actually owns an Xbox. Starfield. For the person who actually owns an Xbox, Starfield, Hi Fi Rush, Forza Eight, Party Yo. Animals, and Planet of Lana. Yo, I forgot Party Animals was exclusive. Not only are all five of these games fantastic, they're also available on Game Pass. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's not the best deal in gaming, because you'll buy it for three years, and then you never fucking use it. So, you know, you you, you make fucking mileage may vary. Uh, I will say, better than fucking PS Extra. I'll give them that hour. much. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Um, well, PS Extra's pretty good this month. Um, as of recording. It'll be the same month anyway, won't it? Fuck it. Like, it's pretty good this month. <laughs> GTA, the wow. You've not played that decade-old game yet? Then now you can. Wow. I haven't. Wow. Do you like Overwatch? Wow. <laughs> no. Uh, but do you like driving cars? You don't have to run. Mm. Yeah, so true. Anyway, 
Um, as the uh, as the Xbox expert and as a group of uh, individuals, uh, expert without the E, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I feel like I have uh, the, def- the 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 definitive vote here, and it's not going to disappoint uh, Hunter or Kyle because the, the winner's Hi-Fi Rush. Um, that's right. It is. <laughs> it is the best Xbox game that's come out this year. So yeah, congratulations, Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, more awards than Starfield. Game awards and more awards than our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Unlucky Todd. Maybe uh, in eight years for Elder Scrolls Six, or will that be the same game as this one? We'll find out. Uh, Hot the Switch game. Uh, this is the uh, Nintendo Award. Uh, of a other game awards that shall not be named may call this best family game. We just like to call it what it is, the best Switch exclusive. It's as simple as that, really. Um, Kyle, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can actually talk about this one. So I've got Tears of the Kingdom, Future Redeemed, Fire Emblem Engage, Mario RPG Remake, and Super Mario Wonder. Hunter. Alrighty. Mario Wonder, Mario RPG, Tears of the Kingdom, Rain Code, and Metroid Prime Remaster. <laughs> That's got a cowboy hat beside it because I didn't play it when it came out originally. So ah. it's halfway sarcastic. Uh, was Rain Code Switch and... exclusive? Yep, still yeah. is as of recording. Rain Code is wow. still a Switch is. Which is funny because the PlayStation Season Greetings card from Spike Chunsoft was of Rain Code. Which is a game that's Dude, I got the <laughs> weirdest little mind bend by the PlayStation home screen the other week where it was showing Ghost Runner doing some kind of art collaboration with the Katana Zero people. So I saw Katana Zero on my PlayStation, like or I saw an image <laughs> of Katana Zero on my PlayStation, and that has not been ported to things. You should that have been there when it. you should have been there when you were on the Xbox home screen in January and it was advertising HBO's The Last of Us, and you were like that feels fucking wrong oh no anyway my nomination for best switch exclusive zelda tears of the kingdom super mario bros wonder pikmin 4 because i refuse to give fire emblem engage a nomination because i'll fucking draw the line on that one fair enough i'll allow it rather let the pikmin fans be fed than fire (laughs) emblem uh rain code and xenoblade chronicles 3 future redeemed um i think it's fairly obvious there's been some fantastic ones um, fantastic games this year from Nintendo. They also released everybody's one-two Switch, so it all gets null and void at the end of the day because that's just how that works. <laughs> um, but Pretty if we were counting it, it. Uh, it's that is Zelda year, isn't it? <laughs> that's yeah. what happens when it's a yeah. Zelda year. We pick the Zelda game and go, "Way good job, Zelda." Um, there's been some fantastic games. Well, yeah, for me, it's Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know if you guys have any objections. I know, Kyle, you love um, Mario RPG Remake, but... I mean, yeah, but... That's the same great game from 1995 or whatever. Yeah, Metro Prime, same kind of deal. And Future Redeemed, fantastic game, but it's game of the... It's, it's DLC for An the expansion. game of the year last year, yeah. So, and it's like 20 hours, yeah. I know we won't have a chance to talk about it, but I do think it's really funny because with the Game of the Year discourse going around and all that jazz, the whole Alnuma interview comments where, like, oh my gosh, Zelda fans, you're, you're, you're fucking weird. I hate you so much. Oh, about the people getting angry about the timeline stuff again? No, not the timeline stuff. The fact that Alnuma oh. said that he doesn't understand why they would go back to the old style of Zelda 
because they feel like they've done enough of it and it's time to work go in a new direction and zelda fans took that in the wrong way where i'm like trust me like i'm like i feel like he's got a point they did so many 3d zeldas in the ocarina style that even if they don't do another breath of the wild style there's other places to go yeah they they could try doing more linear storytelling in an open-ish environment they can try doing that instead yeah they could give link a gun Give Link a voice. Oh, don't, please that... don't. Please don't. <laughs> They've tried to give everybody else in Zelda a voice, and 90% of them aren't good, so please don't do that. Or please hire the fucking studios that do the other anime games. Let, please, ben, because... let ben Star do it. He'd be good. <laughs> I'm Link. Where's Zelda? Tingle. Where is she? <laughs> I have to kill Gans Tingle. <laughs> Go Still tingle. a giant wolf, though. Go tingle, sick him, boy. The bonus here, sick him, tingle. What do you want, Pura? God in a perfect world, it would be yeah. so good. Like yeah. before this year, I think my fantasy pick for Link's voice was Xander Mophis, but Ben Starr has supplanted that. It would be very funny. Uh, anyway, next up on our list is best backlog game. This is a fun one that we like oh, to do, yeah. where we take all the games that we played this year that weren't from the year 2023 and say which ones our favorites are. Uh, it'll be pretty fun. Uh, who is up first here for hottest Switch exclusive? I think it's my turn. Go I think it's Hunter. Best backlog game? Yeah. And I think it's my turn. Yep, go for it. I know, it's, right. I know we're on backlog game. I just fucking said You said it. Switch exclusive a second ago. Well, that's yeah, maybe sh- so it... I'm telling you, bro, it's fucking 2 a.m. And I just need, and I just wanted to reiterate that so it was backlog game. this at stupid o'clock. Thank you very much. No, get a move on. No, Hunter, tell us your five favorite Switch games from this year. You anyway, my, <laughs> my, my backlog games that I liked this year. Trickery, Vampire Survivors, Signalis, Iron Lung Inscription. God, all of these shred. <laughs> which one yeah but you gotta pick your favorite which one's your favorite oh signalis with a silver bullet if signalis came out this year and i played it it would have been number two damn Ooh. high praise kyle i've got elden ring chained echoes final fantasy 14 neo 2 and final fantasy 7 damn and which one would you pick as your favorite of the year? Uh, <laughs> Elden Ring, obviously. Well, obviously, Elden Ring, yeah. Everyone's favorite. It was, no. I, that was my most, I think that was the most interesting backlog experience this year, was listening to Kyle go through the fucking the roller coaster of emotions he went through with Elden Ring. <laughs> because it was like, first week he wanted to fucking hit his head through the wall. The second week he was opening up to it again. Third week he was like, nah, back to punching the wall. And then overall he was like, you know what? Wasn't that bad. And I'm like, well, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> It's not too dissimilar to and your that experience. that was my with... march, everybody. Yeah. It's not too dissimilar to experience, or watching you experience Danganronpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is bad. This is bad, but I'm having fun. This is bad. Like, there's no <laughs> There's no time where I'm going where I play Danganronpa and going, This is good and I'm having a great time. It's like, no, it's <laughs> this is bad, I'm having a great time. Uh which one, Kyle? 
Um, I think in terms of sheer time sink, Final Fantasy fourteen takes yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, New Year, New You, Kyle, you have a fucking problem. <laughs> Look, I'd but prefer I for him to have... Genshin. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen <laughs> is at least probably a quality game who can pay their voice actors. True. And true. not make 700 of itself. So, yeah. I'm glad that he switched addictions. Fair enough. Hell yeah, dude. We quit heroin and started cocaine instead. It makes it much more fun. You know what they say, guys? Cocaine is better than heroin. But that is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not financial advice. It, uh, anyway. Legally, that was a joke. Legally, that was a joke. Um, My best backlog games were... I did Game Awards Logic. I did between when we recorded, because Witcher 3 was over that period, and it wasn't nominated mm. last year, so I'm nominating it this year. Uh, the Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Donut County, The Pathless, and Psychonauts 2. Um, I didn't realize I'd played so many fucking backlog games this year. I played quite a few backlog games this year, um, which is good for me, because I never really do. Um, Dude, meanwhile, the five I played were the only five backlog games I played this year. I played I had like a ten lot. others I could have yeah. selected from. My winner. I was too busy with the new stuff or Street Fighter. Yeah, my winner, Yakuza Two. Um, oh, nice. It's my favorite Yakuza game that I played. Um, I think Yakuza Two remake is fabulous. I think it has everything that you could ask for in a yakuza game it has a great story it has a great uh and it has a great uh boss final boss it has uh great characters it has majima in a, a construction hat it has um the won the, me over. the cabaret grand prix mini game which is the best the best one in all of uh the franchise it has everything um yeah that game's fantastic uh really really good uh What's up next? Slept on uh, game. The two categories I didn't do anything for because brain no worky. Well, uh, you can put Octopath 2 for most slept on game if you like. You can go for that. Um, nah, I'm going to leave those blank. Okay, this is the category where Cal couldn't be bothered to show up, but we put <laughs> games that we think were pretty uh, slept on this year. Hunter, you can go first. Alrighty. Well, don't worry, Kyle. I've got you. Octopath yeah, thanks, two. best buddy. AK is a lotl. Gunbrella. Dead Space I put here just because I feel like it got kind of forgotten about, and I mm. want to just say that it was pretty cool still. So, yeah. You gotta play it if you missed it the first time it came out. And then finally, Coffee Talk 2. Solid picks, really. Solid picks. Uh, you know, I'm changing one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> because you just reminded me of a game that I have played and I'm like I put a lot of games in here that I didn't play so I was like you know I should put that one in there just in case because I do think there are some games that were pretty decent quality wise so let's talk about it Coffee Talk 2 is my like, my most slept on thing I'm like more people need to play Coffee Talk Bayonetta Origins that game came out this year and it was very close to putting it in that game game out of the year category. But, I um, forgot that happened was it, this year. Was it good or something? Yeah, people 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 that liked it really liked it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It got like an Fair 80 enough, something. It's better than half of my fantasy league, so you know. Mm. <laughs> Suck it, Redfall. Yeah. Better than I would have expected it to do. Uh, Lies of P. 
uh, I think has been hugely slept on. I think that game, it's got like an 82 or something on Open Critic. <laughs> I think it. I think it genuinely deserves like an 87 or something like that. That game is fantastic. Um, uh, AK's Lottle and Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, I'm not saying AK's Lottle needs to have like a lot more positive reviews, but mm-hmm. I feel like it deserved better than it got. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what are you thinking, Hunter? Because Kyle doesn't get a vote because he didn't show up. <laughs> well, but if you don't show I up to the polling booth, you don't get a vote, maybe. <laughs> if if I had to pick, like, my favorite one of these... Uh, well, no, you just got to pick on which one do you think didn't get the the love it deserved. Yeah. Think of it that way. Mm. Not which one's the best. Because if I was going to say which one was the best out of the ones that I picked, I'd say it was probably Lies of P. But then also, I don't think it was the slept on as much as some of the others that are on my nominations list. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. It was like Octopath 2 was pretty slept on, and then once the award season came around, people were like, hey, remember this one? And I don't, like, as it didn't happen with Coffee Talk, and I think Coffee Talk is just as good in a different way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What are you going for? Uh, I don't know. Still, I guess I'd give it to Octopath 2. And there you go. You know? Cal still wins, even though he doesn't take part. Uh, Yahtzee. Congratulations, Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, most slept on game of 2023. Uh, moving on, we have Hotly Anticipated. This is the award for a game that hasn't come out yet, so really doesn't deserve an award, but we'll give it one anyway. Um <laughs> Uh, Kyle, did you do this one? Yeah. Then over to you. And you know what? I have five things for it, too. Oh, good so job. There. Uh, I've got the MGS3 remake, oh, uh, nice. Persona 3 Reload, FF7 Rebirth, Thousand Year Door remake, and Undernight Inbirth 2. Oh, I had no idea what that stood for. I thought you were going back to college for some reason. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> college was so good. Why isn't there college, too? It's because it's horrible. <laughs> it's it's a scam. And which Critically most panned anti- by everyone who comes out the other side. Style? My most anticipated. Um, if you asked me back at the start of September, I probably would have said Persona Three because I love base P three and getting a more enhanced version of that would be awesome. But honestly, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with Rebirth now that I've played original FF Seven. Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. that last trailer they showed at the Game Awards just it just like reinvigorated that hype. Yeah. I'm buying into it now. Oh yeah. Right. Anyway, Hunter, what are yours? Alrighty. Mine are Final Fantasy Seven oh god. Final Fantasy Seven remake, Hades two, Senua Saga, Persona three, and Rise of the Ronin. Rise of the Ronin looks super cool. Yeah, that last trailer that they showed is a made it sold me on it pretty much. Hell yeah! What have you What have you got? What are you picking? I mean, oh, is that a question? You see, the thing here is like, if I had to be reasonable about, it's like overall, I'm always going to be excited for whatever Super Giant's doing next. As far as something I can tangibly feel coming. Yes. It's more like Final Fantasy VII is the one that I'm like, ah, oh, yes, this will be in my hands soon. 
if Senua's Saga had a date, I could reasonably put that over Final Fantasy VII, but it doesn't have a date, so I'm still left in the ether of hoping it comes out next year. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, one of mine that's on here isn't coming out next year anyway. Yeah. So, I wouldn't worry too yeah. much about it. I guess sheer excitement is Hades too. Obviously. Well, there you go. Well done, Hades. You win once again for no reason other than Hunter <laughs> Bias. Yeah. yeah. But hey, this is if anything's going to be Hunter Bias, then it should be the one that's the most anticipated, I guess. Uh, I guess. I'll go. My turn. Uh, yeah. Persona 3. It's, it's, it's the same verse, same as the first for the first three, right? It's Persona 3 Reload, <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Hades 2. Uh, my two other ones are GTA 6. Uh, I did not realize how excited I would be for Grand Theft Auto 6 until I watched the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 and the <laughs> hypocrite inside of me evaporated away and I giggled like a little boy, like, oh my, yeah, <laughs> games, let's go. Uh, and then Wolf Among Us 2, which was on there last year, didn't come out, maybe this year. <laughs> Things will be different, I don't know. Oh yeah, look at that. Um, I sure hope so. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the longer it goes without coming out, the more... The, the more I'm the concerned that it'll ever come out. The game. If yeah. it doesn't come out this year, then I'm I don't think it'll. I think if it, I think it will get cancelled this year. If anything, if it it won't get delayed out of the year. I think it's, it'll sad, get... it's sad to hear, but yeah, I feel like that's a possibility. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Mine also. Here's the thing: I would never have been like this, but um, yeah, I'm hundred percent same vein. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. There's. <laughs> It is, is, it, here's the thing, if we don't count Royal, which I never do for Game of the Year 2020, then Final Fantasy VII Remake was my Game of the Year in 2020. It was just, I, it surprised me. I didn't think I'd like it as much. I was only going to try it because I was like, I need to, I've need i never played a Final Fantasy. I guess I'll pick up the Seven Remakes. That's the one everyone always uh, goes hard for. So I was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And then I played the demo. I was like, oh no. I'm kind oh, of no, loving this, good. and I bought the game. And I'm like, oh no, I'm kind of loving this. Oh no, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> and I st- I've replayed the Final Fantasy VII remake four times, I think, since 2020, and I'm planning on doing a fifth before Rebirth comes out. Like, I genuinely really love that game. That <laughs> game's really special to me, uh, and I'm really excited for Persona 3 Reload as well. Don't get me wrong, I'm very much excited mm-hmm. for it. But again, it's that kind of comparison of persona 3 is i know what i'm getting with persona 3. yeah if this was persona 6 then i would th- then that would be the real sophie's choice of i don't know what to do here <laughs> like what am i gonna pick um but with reload i'm like i played persona 3 um was it last year or the year before i don't even remember now i think it was 2021 it was the year before um, honestly so i know what i'm getting myself into if anything and this is what this is my fault for playing it in 2021 and then having a remake announced in 2022 i almost wish i kind of waited a year i feel like i'd be more excited about reload without knowing it i think hunter's in the better position here yeah because i think persona 3 even though i really liked persona 3 i think playing old persona 3 after playing new persona made me a bit less um i was a bit colder on it than i probably would have been if it was my first persona experience See, it's a lucky thing that the remake got announced like before the port of the third game was even released, right? Yeah, because yeah, because then I'm like, okay, now I definitely don't need to waste my time with the old version that's 
you know, not complete because no version of Persona 3 is complete. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I can I just mean, play the new By some one. accounts, this one still isn't complete. Yeah, yeah, but it, like, it sounds like stuff that I don't care about. version to play, 100%. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Like I say, I'm very uh, excited for it. Uh, our penultimate, our penultimate award. Here we go. We're nearing the end. Uh, this is it. This is our not gonna make award, uh, which is the award for a game that is slated for 2024 that we do not think will make it to 2024. Kyle has faith in every game in the industry next year because <laughs> he's just got a clean slate. More like Kyle couldn't think of what games were coming out next year. You could have done some research, buddy. You could have gone. I to really Google. didn't have time to. Game releases 2020. You could have picked. It would have been funny for him to pick a thing that like was dated for after yeah. the year, like Grand Theft Auto. Because <laughs> it definitely going to be an easy fantasy critic year for us then. If Kyle doesn't know what's coming out, he's just going to be like, oh, well, there's no games. Nothing that, that, you see, I'm in the same boat. There's a lot of. I've got like. Uh, maybe a handful of things to go with. Well, good, because Return of the King, baby. I've let, I may have slipped, but Return of the King, he's coming back. Mm. All right, Ethan, well, show me how it's done. Give me a preview. What do you think isn't going to make it this year? My predictions for the Not Gonna Make It reward are Hollow Knight Silk Song. <laughs> <laughs> it's burnt yeah, me once, it'll burn bet. me again. Uh, Foam Stars. Avowed, Hades 2, and Metaphor, yeah. Refantasio, blah de blah 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 very long name for video game. Um, I'll give you my reasons. Hollow Knight Silk Song, we still haven't seen. Uh, I think, I honestly truly believe the next time we see Hollow Knight Silk Song, it'll be on a shadow drop. I think that game will get shadow dropped whenever we see it next. I think it'll show up in a big showcase. Shadow dropped, like, that will be so annoying, because there will probably be something I'm in the middle of. I'll, I'll be, I, I, I need got, I need lead time for that game to, because it's, of their partnership with um, Xbox Game Pass because it's a day and date drop I have a 100% feeling my whole thing going into it is it'll either be at the Xbox summer showcase or again it won't be out next year that's it mm. like, that's my feeling right now is so mixed on that Film Stars not gonna make it I'm trying to do in a bit of a play on words here because I think Foam Stars will come out in 2024. I'm placing my money on this game gets shut down or an announcement of shutdown <laughs> before the end of 2024. I don't think this game is going to make it out of the year. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, man. I could believe that. Oh, man, quick, Kyle, write down Crash Team Rumble. It's not going to escape <laughs> next year either. Uh, about... Now no one can play it. Avowed, uh, I think it's an it's an Xbox fifty fifty. That game could come out. It couldn't come out. It's second half of the year. Could be anyone's guess. Hades yeah. two. I have a really strong feeling that that game they're just gonna wait till it's ready. And they've yeah. said fall. They've already said that it's fall twenty twenty four now. And I'm like, if they have a couple and of the early miss- access still even didn't yeah. even start yet. So you know, yeah. So I'm not too. Uh, and metaphor again. It could very easily show up on that date. Atlas is very good at usually sticking to dates, but targets can slip. And how many times did Persona slip? How many times did Shimagami Tensei 5 slip? I feel like there's a slip in there. It can slip into 2025. Hunter, what are yours? Alrighty. Mine are Silk Song, because, yeah, that's a safe bet. Yep. Um, 
Dragon Age 4. Dragon Age 4 scheduled for next year? It's been nebulous. There's a Dragon Age 4. Yes, there's been a Dragon Age 4 in development since like... It's called Dreadwolf. Yeah, it's called Dragon Age Dreadwolf. And it's been in development for my entire adult life. And oh, it is, my uh, condolences. And it uh, its full reveal if, is scheduled for summer twenty twenty four. So that could be hey, it could be a six month. Everything. It could be a. It could be a. It could be a. We're gonna try for a six monther, and then oh no, something bad happened. Yeah, it could be many cool. things, and I'm not sure any mm. of them lead to a road that makes me happy. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, uh, Senua Saga didn't have a date at the last trailer, and it should have. And so I that be I was, I was, just... I'm like, I think that's going to make it. I think it's being delayed from. I think it's internally being delayed from like a March to a September. I think it'll still make it, but I think, yeah, just about. Yeah. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> right. My next one. <laughs> I pro- I wrote this down before I got the news that it came true. Yeah, <laughs> Last of Us factions. <laughs> I want to say I also had Last of Us factions in mine, but I went back and changed it because I thought, well, it's already dead, so I changed mine to metaphor. <laughs> and then my final pick is Suicide Squad because would it really be that shocking if it just <laughs> if it just didn't happen yeah so i think you've got a high chance of uh and my phone starts prediction again of will it still survive to the end of 2020 yeah will it just get uh, in on yeah they've already announced like that they're that... planning on doing a patch so you can play it offline so oh god uh <laughs> that's not a good sign because avengers waited if at least only a year to do that. you were making a game that looked fun Here's the thing: is the cutscenes yeah. do look good, but then it's like again, we're doing a fucking raincoat scenario. But the gameplay looks like, ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. gameplay looks well. Like, no, here's the thing: is it's like it just looks very repetitive. It's in Splatoon, he- but without any like cohesion to the maps. In my head, I'm like, I can understand the idea of. I can, I, I can. In in my head, I'm like, I could see myself having fun. In an offline game, like in just a regular open world game or whatever, I can see myself having fun playing mm-hmm. Harley Quinn with b- stealing Batman's grappling hook and fucking around. I can, I can see a fun scenario see, there. I could, I could imagine that scenario if that's what they wanted to do from the start. Yeah, uh, that's not the case here. Or well, that's, that's my what they... my 100 my 100% feeling on it is the reason that people keep doing Suicide Squad, which they shouldn't do, because in my opinion, the Suicide Squad's a bad IP. You just shouldn't do it. Like it's not. It's like the Fantastic Four. Quit it. Yeah, stop. stop trying to make it work. Stop. But I think just like everything, people go. Rocksteady probably tried other games products. They didn't work, and probably every as they always do, they probably went. Well, what's what's a character that people like? What that we like? People like Harley Quinn. They've always liked Harley Quinn in the Arkham games, but no one has trust in the brand rec- like brand recognition of just solo Harley Quinn. So they're like, well, we gotta do Suicide Squad then every fucking time. It's too bad they didn't start developing this game after the show came out because I feel like giving it being Harley Quinn with some goofy sidekicks is a better sell than Suicide Squad at this point. It's a shame that like, in the Shark Arkham Guy verse, is one of her goofy sidekicks in the It's Harley a shame Quinn in the Arkham verse, <laughs> Ivy's gone and um Yeah, that is a shame. Catwoman has also Nature um, always wins. Left, Catwoman's left the country as well. So it's like with them two gone, you can't even do Gotham City Sirens in that universe. You can't even like do a 
unless you were to just I don't know, Catwoman could come back. Yeah, but then even still, it's only two of them. Two of make up someone else, pick someone else. I guess Huntress. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, anyway, I'm giving my award to. I really don't. I'm giving it to fucking Hollow Knight. I'm really. I'm like. I'm, I've lost faith in Hollow Knight. I genuinely <laughs> have. Yeah, Hollow Knight sounds like. Well, the there we pick. go. Then congratulations, yeah. Talk Song. You are the winner. Uh, come back next year where we'll be putting it up against that category once again because it won't come out. You can mark my words. It won't even be dated. Anyway, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. If you've got this far, congratulations while you're doing with your time. But, you know, other than that, it's time for Game of the Year. The way that we do Game of the Year here at HGO is we all have an individual Game of the Year pick. If you have been to the website in the past month, you will have already seen at hotgamesonly.com all of our articles go live. You will know what our Game of the Year awards are and what our winners are right now. So... You should have been there. And you can go and read more in-depth details on each of these on the website if you're so inclined. Um, yeah. But we're going to go through them one by one. And we're going to start with Kyle, because we're going to do them in the order of the website. Oh, goody. Kyle gets to start Game of the Year again. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really funny if something calamitous happened tomorrow. <laughs> 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 you make it right onto Hunter. You make it right. Make it right onto. Okay, while Hunter loses his mind, Hunter, mute um... mic. Start typing now. Get a fucking work. Get a fucking work. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. All right. What are your so, nominees for game of the year, Cal? Over on my end list, I've got uh, Octopath Traveler Two, mm-hmm. Armored Core Six, mm-hmm. the Resident Evil Four Remake. Street Fighter 6, Baldur's Gate 3, and the Super Mario RPG remake. We allowed six nominations yeah. this year instead of five, because there was that many games. It, there was just a lot this year. Yeah. And how, then, how, yeah. My individual game of the year choice would definitely go to Octopath 2. Like I've said, it just does clap, everything clap, clap, perfectly. Clap, clap. And this... This was just a sequel I was never expecting to get. Um, I brought this up in my article on the website, but like Spider-Man 2, Tears of the Kingdom, like those were the sequels everyone was looking forward to this year. Mm-hmm. Octopath 1, a couple years after it was released, it got Square Enix put out a mobile game for it, and usually that's just like the mark of death for a franchise. Not so just Square fact... being Square, I don't want to worry no, about that. Just, yeah, I feel like that's not true. But... Look, man, look, man, it could have gone either way, is what I'm saying. So True. the fact that my game of the year from 2018 was able to, it got a sequel, I think, like, I'm just happy. It just made me happy. No, fair enough. Totally agree. Hunter. Don't All fuck right. up our order. Yeah. Right, so, <laughs> what I've got here. Final Fantasy 16, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, Sea of Stars, and Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, my personal pick, it would be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I came back to this game every day for, like, a month straight, just overjoyed 
when I was playing it. I thought about what I had done the previous day at work, being like, oh, that was great. Every day for like a month. Uh, the end, like the final playable sequence in the game is like the best moment in a video game that I've played this year. I think that moment hits hard and it mm-hmm. is incredible. No, fair enough. And then finally, my six um, nominees for game of the year are The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Spider-Man 2, and Starfield. Um, I feel like they're pretty obvious. If you've if you've if you've been around the podcast, they're all pretty obvious picks for you. They're for me. Uh, my game of the year. I feel like I, I feel like the wild card right now. I feel like ooh, what am I? <laughs> my game of the year for twenty twenty three is the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I finally settled really? on it. Um, I think. The story really lacked for me. I think that where I forgave Breath of the Wild's lack of story for its exploration and its kind of ethos, I felt that it fit the theme and the kind of whole kind of expectations of Breath of the Wild. For Tears of the Kingdom, I was expecting more and I was expecting better. And I think that apart from a few brilliant moments like hunters mentioned i think the ending's really good really strong i think there are a couple of twists that i didn't see coming until i figured it out and it was a whole kind of spiral but um tears of the kingdom show me what it's like if you put seven years into a sequel and shows what a glow up you can make in gameplay yet how the fuck can you spend seven years on a video game and make a sequel to a story and make it just as fucking barren as the first one? It's like a very weird thing. But the gameplay and the loop, and as Hunter said, the moments of day-to-day playing Tears of the Kingdom was just so damn strong. And I had such a good time that, once again, I did every single shrine. I did every dungeon out of order. I did literally... Other than the Korok seeds, I practically did everything that you could possibly do. I think there were five yeah, side quests same. I didn't do in Tears of the Kingdom by the end. And I loved almost every moment. I just wish Nintendo for once in their life would fucking commit to something as hard in terms of story because other than Monolith, I don't think anybody God. actually does that in Nintendo. At all. The day that Nintendo commits to like a Zelda story that they're gonna tell is gonna be just the best day ever for me. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I see what you're saying about the story in this game, and I understand. But as far as like someone who's played a lot of these and whatnot, I still think it, the emotional core of the story is like one of the strongest in the series. I think the only one that beats it out really is Majora's Mask because. Existential dread overpowers the power of love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it is it is just that is the thing that it's like what separates it from it's like it, it's 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 a very it's a very weird position to be in where it's like I feel like 
Z- when going from Xenoblade 2 to Xenoblade 3 last year and going like, this feels like an evolution every step of the way, right? It feels like the gameplay's better, the story's better, the writing's better, the performance, like everything is better in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, in my opinion. You can have your preferences on, I preferred the story of 2, but I'm like, I feel like everything they tried to achieve, they nailed with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. When I look at Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like, you blew the gameplay out of the fucking water and you did so much that you didn't need to do. You did not make, need to make the underground. You did not have to do that. You didn't, need a, you didn't need a cave system on the surface and the on top system, of the yeah. underground. Or all the random stuff. You didn't need that. I would have preferred you didn't have that and fucking focused on some story a bit more and some better dungeons and some other things that I just wish that classic Zelda fans have a point. I think there is a place for a modern Zelda in this style with actual dungeons and good level design because I still think the dungeons are wacky as shit. And the fact you peek with the wind dungeon, which is the first one I did, kind of sucked, you know? Um, but it's still a fantastic game, and I think it's brilliant. Um, and like until, like you said, the day that Nintendo learns to ever do anything like anybody else is the day that Nintendo stops being Nintendo. So, um, it's, a, it's a fun one. Um, and for those of you who are wondering, because I've been saying in the past couple of weeks, what was the other one? What was number two? It was Resident Evil 4 was my number two. That is the, the one that I was toying with, if you haven't read the uh, the article. And if you haven't read the article, go read the article. You'll know why. There you go. Perfect. One final bit of fun. I took everybody's top six structured order and did some ether math to determine what the statistical game of the year, HGO ether game math, of the year is. TM. And this is, even though it's the third annual HGAs, this is the first official arbitrary Game of the Year award that we're giving for statistically our Game of the Year. Uh, For hard science. So we'll do the top three, which is actually the top four because third place is a tie. So, in third place, tied in third, Final Fantasy XVI and Resident Evil 4 Remake. In number two, solely probably because I haven't played it, which skews the results a tad, Baldur's Gate 3. (laughs) And in number one, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is technically the official HGO game of the year, I guess. Except for Octopath 2, because that is also a game of the year in its own right. Uh, Because Hunter is a criminal and he didn't put it in his top six. How dare you, Hunter? How dare you? Octopath? Yeah. I'm surprised to see Sea of Stars so high on your list. I really liked it. <laughs> You'd hope so. Yeah. Be even worse, you went, shit, yeah, I didn't like that one. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Sea of Stars was great, like, uh, in a lot of other years, it would probably be even higher, really. Like, like in a typical year where the AAA is meh and indies still rule, Mm-hmm. Sea of Stars would probably be like top three, but a lot of AAA stuff showed up this year. You know? Yeah, Zelda this wasn't Baldur's a typical Gate, year. Alan Wake, Hi-Fi Rush, all of that stuff, really good. It was a very abnormal year, and it's a very good year for games. I think the past couple of years, we've been saying COVID years, there's going to be a year eventually where everything just blows up and everything that should have been out, it comes out, and this and, was the year. And it happened. Um, here it is. And I think it's going to be next year is going to be particularly interesting because you look at it now and you go, you know, it's looking kind of quiet. And I'm like, 
that's what that's what I'm feeling in my head. But I'm like, is it quiet though, or is it just a normal year after such a crazy hectic year that we've had this year? Um, I think that's what's going to be interesting to see. Uh, mm. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the draft episode, which is oh, next baby. week. So. If uh, you have been like, wow, that was funny, and I really did enjoy talking about this year of games, but I just want to know what's next. Then join us next week where we do our fantasy. <laughs> where we draft. also learn what's next. We also learn what's next. Uh, yeah, we're going to do our fantasy draft, which is basically where we predict what we think are going to be the best games that are coming out next year. Hunter it's engages in psychological warfare for the third year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> there will. There will be there will be laughs. There will be tears. We'll find out next week. Um, it'll be a I fun know, one. Hunter, I think your psychological warfare was kind of light this year. Yeah, I, I think know. it was strong though. To be honest, because he put me into a full sense of fucking security, and then I was just like, I don't know what happened to me, dude. I fucking I don't know. We finished the episode, and you still told me I played the second half of the initial ten like a crackhead. So. You know. So did I though. That was my problem. Is like I was like, <laughs> I didn't take you. I didn't take your threat seriously enough, Hunter. So I started doing stupid shit like drafting Crash Team Rumble. Um, <laughs> I will not make the same mistake again. Remember I will, when you uh... laughed at me for picking Street Fighter? <laughs> did I? Well, that's just maybe. Yeah, you're like fighting games yeah. are stupid. They don't review well. Yeah. Well, right. Here's the thing. Right. I I'm all talk. That's the thing. If you. We've done this for four yeah, fucking I years. I am all taught. You should know this. That I'm roughly fifty percent of my my the, the things that come out of my mouth are based on facts and logic, and the other half's bullshit. So you know, I just don't tell you which is which, and I I hundred percent believe it's all facts and logic. <laughs> That's the human condition, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But no, join us next week. That'll be a lot of fun. And like I said, if you want to get a more in-depth look at all of our uh, Game of the Year picks, especially, there are articles up now on uh, the website. Oh, right. I'll probably have a video detailing my top 10 games of the year out on my own channel by the time Go to this the website first, though. Fucking hell. <laughs> don't steal our traffic. Don't steal our traffic, bro. Don't steal our five clicks. What the fuck are you doing? But also, do check out Hunter's year on top 10 videos. Those are always great. Well, I mean, if Hunter uh, is you. a good boy, we might embed it on the top of his list on the website so that they can oh, also click you. on it there. But only if you're good. <laughs> we'll see how the draft goes. <laughs> you have, you have to forfeit a draft pick this year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be chaos. I mean, I do that by default if you kind of pay attention to what I pick. Anyway, anyway. let's wrap this up because... It's been going on for long enough. Uh, I've already done the links, but I'll do them one more time just for good luck. They are on screen right now. You can go follow us on Twitter if you want to keep up to date with stuff we do outside of the podcast. Like I say, Fantasy Critic next week. Uh, and then the week after that is a crazy milestone that I never thought we'd hit. Is episode 200 of the Hey Show Woo! podcast. Um, that's crazy. That's absolutely mental. Uh what are we doing for that? We still don't know. Have a rough idea. Yeah. We'll see if it actually comes together. We don't know. I don't know. Can't we figure can't... it out. We'll figure it out. Who knows? No, I was telling them to figure it out. No. They won't figure it out if we don't <laughs> even have it figured out. We'll see. Who is it? Who, who will it be? I'm, oh, God, I'm, I'm saying too much. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Fancy draft. It'll be a lot of fun. Let's get it uh, 
<laughs> now I wish we did do that. that that's like, uh... <laughs> I'm like, can we bench? <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week. We'll be back same time, same place next week for the fantasy draft special. It'll be fun. There'll be tears. Please show up to that episode. It'll be brilliant. Anyway, we'll be back then uh, for all that jazz. But until then, have an awesome week. First week of the year. So have a good one. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.